Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to Jimmy Scott Fitness Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Friday, August the 25th, 2023. Hopefully it finds you staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time. On today's episode, we are doing a Entrepreneurs Couples Edition podcast here with BG Gador and his amazing wife, Nina G. Jones. But before I jump into all that, real quick, some housekeeping things. One, the Jeremy Scott Fitness app is live and rocking. We are dropping the Action Hero Jack 2.0 program. I believe on September the 11th is the plan. Right now, the link will be in the show notes. You guys can pre-register for it. The original version was on Men's Health back in the day. This is a nine-week version of that, but like a thousand times better. Uh, So if you guys want to check it out, you can join for free. Uh, Check it out for a week. If you think it sucks, you guys can go somewhere else. But if you guys dig it, we're giving you the whole program free inside of the app. And then once the challenge is over... It'll live inside there, I think, for the grand prize winner. We're going to fly you guys out here to Scottsdale, give you one of our kind of sponsor swag packages. You can hang out with us as well here in-house, and all that comes for free with the program. So I believe the site is jeremyscuffinness.app slash actionhero2. Otherwise, look in the show notes, and you guys can hook it up today. And I'll make this quick. You guys already know this episode is brought to you by my homies at AG1, the one thing I take every single day and I never miss If you struggle to eat enough fruits and vegetables, and let's be real, all of us do, this would be the one thing I would take every single day, and that is why I take it. So if you're somebody who is tired of taking 15 different pills, and you really don't know what you're doing in terms of your nutritional supplements, this would be the one thing I would add into your life. For me personally, I think gut health, energy, better immune system, and it's the best tasting, in my opinion, so I don't make an excuse not to take it. So... If you guys want to check it out, drinkag1.com slash Jeremy Scott will give you guys a year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with order one. Or if you're nervous and you're not sure you want to make the investment, reach out to us. I don't care what state, country, providence you live in. We will send you a pack right to your front door for free. We will get it to you. So just DM us, Instagram, Facebook, email, YouTube, TikTok. I don't give a shit. Hit me up. Monica will send a pack right to your front door. You can try it for free if you guys dig it. Then get hooked up with all the free stuff from there. All the links are in the show notes. Otherwise, drinkag1.com slash Jeremy Scott gets you the free stuff today. Ooh. Always Ooh. a handful. Was that like in one breath? I was trying. <laughs> this guy is a seasoned professional. <laughs> I've done that ad 551 times. Minimum, uh, for sure. So, uh, PG Gador, welcome. Thank you, sir. Nina G. Jones. Hello. Welcome. Um, BJ doesn't really need an intro. This is the fourth. Time you've been on here, maybe? I, I think so, yeah. Yeah, probably four, give or take. Oh, actually, if we go back to the original Malibu podcast. In, in your backyard. Might be five. So five times. Yeah. People know us. There's crossover. There we is. Get it. Absolutely. Uh, Nina, first time here. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to tell these guys all the, all the shit that you do? And then we'll kind of go down the rabbit hole it's an exhausting that. list. <laughs> I hate when people... Someone tried to sell... Someone stopped me at Target yesterday and... I realized after a few minutes was trying to, I don't know, sign me up for an MLM or something. <laughs> but she did that, what do you do question. I was like, oh, God, I hate that question because how do you explain it? But um, I'm business partners with my husband, BJ Gador. So I help run the dailybj.com and our clothing brand sleeves sold separately. And then I am a writer independently. So uh, Nina G. Jones is actually my pen name. I have an identity crisis. Some people who know BJ already might know me as Naomi. 
Uh, so I go by both. I don't have a preference. Um, but as a writer, Nina G. Jones, I've written several novels. And then I have a podcast called The Twisted Mirror Podcast. And it's kind of like Alfred Hitchcock Presents, Black Mirror, and The Twilight Zone Had a Baby. I write the original stories, I voice act, and I edit them. So that's me in a nutshell. I finally got the spiel down to like... <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good job. <laughs> like good introduction. 500 words. There you go, yeah. This was a... Uh, college level acquisition for me this is the, this is the, <laughs> so the best thing i ever did was meeting naomi and oh, thank um it's we, we've been together since sophomore year in college we fr- freshman year was a rivalry an yeah in, we an started rivalry rivals yeah and then sophomore year um she approached me oh please. <laughs> and we haven't been, been together ever since man and we started uh in milwaukee and she's had she's had a really interesting journey because like she was working at the Cheesecake Factory for a while. She worked at this like senior supplies company called Direct Supply. Uh, she worked at, at the desk of the first gym I started doing personal training out of when I was GGR Fitness. Gador gets results with the worst, <laughs> the worst logo ever. Oh my god! I never so, knew about that. Oh yeah, this was we we were like we want we want this business card to tell a story. So it's like a, it's, it's a, like hieroglyphics. It is it is so bad. I'll, I'll send it to you. Like I'll share it to you over dinner. We'll find it, but. It's a picture of like uh, a fat man and a fat woman, and I don't mean that in a negative way. It's just they're large, <laughs> okay. And then they, it's they, their shadow though. It's they're their lighter. silhouette. Yeah. And then in front of the silhouette is like a smaller, fitter body. So it's like it's showing. Wait, and then they're all holding their like they're all. <laughs> <laughs> they're all holding their hands up together. It was. It really did tell a story though. I mean, you got it. You yeah. got it. But that, yeah. that's 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 the thing about all this stuff. Like you want to start a business, and uh, it, it's. You'll look back at all of it and just, it's a lot of laughs, <laughs> mostly laughs. It's like, I can't believe people paid us money. Yes. Dude, like, well, I look at the wall sometimes out here. We say it almost weekly to When each I other. walk by and I'm like, dude, I'm like, we used to like sit like, like Dave Drees and I would go to like a fucking bridal show in downtown Phoenix and wear, oh and my then, God, and wear Jeremy shows. Scott Fitness wife beaters. And who came to help you? It'd be me and my girlfriend yes. Yes. trying to help them sell. And like to meet brides, to brides. like to get I fit. I did the bridal show to, like, too, yeah. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck yeah. are we doing, dude? But that was like, we had to do it. We had our yeah. little booth. I'm going up. to like some girl's horse show because her parents are here and she like rides a horse at Westworld. So I'm like watching a fucking horse show. I don't know anything Gotta about it. Gotta build that relationship. On, mm-hmm. a Friday, on a Friday night, I'm 27 years old. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? But it's all the steps necessary. And you don't know. Like you think it's cool at the time. Like yeah. GGR. Like you thought that was like super dope. Yeah. You're like this is going to be awesome. I did. I had, you were really focused card. on results. Like you're like, people need to know I get results. Oh, no, I remember that was big. The results. And the So she was at this studio uh, and it was uh, in, a, in a wealthier area, suburb of Milwaukee. And I came in there, didn't even have a certification yet. But again, this was like when um, all, I, all I cared about was results. Like you, you came in, <laughs> like, dude, I was Case like, point. dude, I was firing clients. Like if they didn't, if they didn't give me what they needed or I could tell like, this is not going to, cause you know, I'm like, this is, we got to blow this up. You and, want testimonials. And they hated me in there because all the people that came through that gym, no one got results. <laughs> no before and after. Exactly. And they came in, they gave me all their bad clients, like all the people they didn't want to work with. But then I was finally getting these people results. And I was I was actually talking to them about diets and foam rolling, you know, like this was they all they would come in and just do personal training and talk. You know the deal. Yeah. It's uh wealthier clientele, just talking, social and uh do some but, lunges yeah. and then chat, yeah. But you were working the front desk and uh 
Oh, yeah, no, I floated around. I, I didn't honestly, uh, until I was 30, I didn't finish my first book until I was 29. So I'd always been good at writing, but I had this thing, this block where I couldn't finish a story. And I'm not, as I think a few of us here are, I'm not built for like the corporate world. I'm just not, I'm very, I have an attitude problem, I think you might call it. I don't like being told what to do. Yeah, I'm, fami- and, I'm familiar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so The struggle's real. Yeah, exactly. So I would just kind of float around and didn't have any passions or anything like that. I was helping BJ with the business and I, you know, at the time I did become a certified trainer. I've always been like athletic and liked athletic pursuits. So that was natural for me, but I wouldn't call it like my life's calling, you know, and then Finally, it just, I was at this job that was like a small business and I would sell um, these like vacate, these like travel packages, like uh, excursion packages. And it was, it was okay. I was doing well at it, but it was just not for me. And the bosses were crazy. And one boss screamed at me and I just walked, like an attitude, I just walked out and never came back. I was like, no, we don't, we're not doing this to me. So then at that point, BJ supportively was like, I, I, I hadn't told you yet because I didn't feel confident I was going to finish the book because I kept starting. So I'd have been secretly writing my first book. And I came home and I was like, yeah, I'm not going back. And uh, you were like, okay. Because we're, we're like that. We're just like, we just got to roll with the punches. And then I was like, oh, by the way, I've been writing this book. And you were like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> like, I wasn't sure how you receive it because it's like, a lot of people are like, oh, I'm going to write a book. Or, you know, they have these like flights of fancy. And you were like, yeah, just finish it or whatever. And at that time, StreamFit, I think, was just also happening. So I was going to help you with that. And then I finished that book and then started doing my thing, marketing it online. That was like when Facebook was like first popping. So in the writing world, especially in the independent writer world, it was really easy to, you know, you could post one thing and you get a ton of traction on yeah. Facebook. It was like the Wild West. So it just started taking off and I started writing and I started writing more books and, um, you know, the rest is history as far as that. So I found, like, I found my calling or the thing I was meant to do. I didn't find that until I was almost 30. And this is like, you had already sold the gym or you're running it at the time? <clears throat> so in the, this is, in this, in retrospect, was a mistake. Um, like all the things I've done <laughs> was <clears throat> when we started, you know, <clears throat> I, I would start something and it goes well. And then I just kind of get bored with it. And then I go on to the next thing. And that was kind of a, like, so I, I, I should have kept... Like you, I should have kept the gym going because a lot of what happens when you have a startup, like you think, oh, I can dedicate all my time to it, but you're just waiting. Mm-hmm. When, you, when you're doing like, especially with technology or like, uh, I'm doing some work with the squat wedgie guy right now and like he still trains clients and I'm like, that's, that's the best thing you can do. Because if you just, if it's all you've got. Is he just a dude? They send me a lot of shit. Yeah, no, he's, he's, uh, he does personal training in Chinatown in LA and, uh, He's just innovating product and selling product. They've, they've sold 10,000 uh, 10, customers at this point. Oh, shit. Yeah. And, uh, but he's, he's still in the game. Mm-hmm. But we sold the gym because I'm like, it's a distraction uh, from what we're trying to do here. But then all that ended up happening was uh, <laughs> just, I'm just banging my head against the wall because there's only so much work you can do on something. Anyway. Um, you were also, I think at that time, there's a lot of overlap. Like you were writing for Men's Health. You were doing some, that was when you were kind of first really establishing like a relationship with men's health. So they would send you, you're like freelancing for them. You yeah, had some was, other things going consulting on with them. Yeah. Um, Cause how long do you have the gym for? We had the gym from, I think it was four years. And it's by the way, it's still going. Uh, the 
No oh, shit. Cool. Yeah, it's yeah. called it's called the Fitness Asylum in Bayview, Wisconsin, and it was it was a great spot. It was it was like a working class um, suburb that was just coming up ten years ago, and now I think it's probably trendy. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Now yeah. now it's the spot. To <laughs> it's be. like the millennial family <laughs> yeah. area to go. Yeah, and it was it was like a thousand a month for what was it two thousand square feet? Yeah, it was like this old warehouse community space for artists and et cetera. So we got a good deal. And yeah, I mean, it was very bare bones. And then we ended up selling it to one of our trainers and he had it for years. And I think just recently he sold it, I think. Yeah. He must've sold it, but yeah, no, it's still there, man. And, uh, but yeah, that, that, that she was involved in every aspect of what I had been doing until I went to men's health. And then those two years at men's health, that was kind of your hiatus. In Allentown, Pennsylvania. I mean, you yeah. did some writing, but like, you know, I yeah. So we moved, and these move like that move was kind of crazy because when we moved to Allentown, he got offered the job, and it was very like spur of the moment kind of thing. And then they're like, "We want you here like in a month or so." It was crazy. Yeah, it was a quick turnaround. And so we had so we were living <laughs> wow. in our place for like eight years at that point. So it was like, oh, we have to like uproot eight years of just yes. like living in one spot. So two boxers too. You can't overlook. <laughs> yeah. So we had to do all that. We drove across the country. And that first year, yeah, I wrote another book. And then um, you were with, in mental for two years, right? So that second year, I kind of honestly was like a stay-at-home wife. It was pretty sweet. It's I'm not going to lie. It's a good life. I would just it's like take life. care of the house. I would like cook and clean and stuff. Um, and then we had decided we were going to move to California. So we had that year where we just like hunkered down and saved, saved, saved. And then we moved. Oh, and then we just started. Yeah, then we moved. Then we started sleeves. So that became my, like, right, that's the thing yeah. I spent a lot of time on. Because that was like, I knew nothing about clothing mm-hmm. or how to make it or how to manufacture it. So there was like a crash course, you know, just like, here's, I got to learn how to do this. Here's all you need to know about Naomi. <clears throat> so when I, when I was about to leave Men's Health and uh, there was this, I had this incident, the HR report, you know, um, where I apparently physically threatened uh, another coworker <laughs> and I and uh, met with HR and, and I had planned on taking two weeks PTO, but had taken the two weeks PTO really just to then give my two weeks notice at the end of it. So during two weeks PTO, I said, I came home like, look, I'm leaving uh, and we're going to start the dailybj.com, which I, I, I was, I had parked that for a while. I knew that was going to be the exit for men's health. Within two weeks, Naomi did everything. I mean, I made the content. But she she found the the platform we were going to use that was cost effective. She basically did all of that, and then um, within two weeks, and, and and it was a, it's a business we still run. Um, like anything, the the first year or two is 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 at its best, and then you just try to keep it going. Uh, but I mean that that's Naomi in a nutshell. Like she is the most resourceful person I've ever met. She will find a way to get things done instantly, and um, st- stuff that would like. I run into an initial obstacle with some of this stuff and I'm done. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm checking out. There's no way. I mean, what are we doing? Like, uh, just th- that's really, uh, and that's something without that, there's just no way I could have done anything in this, uh, because I, it's actually, it's hard to say. I, I don't know what path it would have gone on, but having someone that's willing to do the stuff that you're not, whether able to or too lazy to do or, uh, while also and your being skill set, like you obviously have a skill set in in learning and applying it, because I don't think the average person realizes like you guys are fully online business, 
what that entails and the effort, the time, the energy, the research, the trial, you know, and the, the failures and coming from the corporate world, like no one, even like who I work with, like even understands when I say, oh, we have like an online side of our business. Like they don't get that. They don't no, understand. Like they kind of do, but like some of them, but like they don't understand that that can be full on business and how much work goes into that. You no, know? it's my, it's just like you, it's my least favorite question. What do you do? Mm-hmm. And first mm-hmm. of all, I don't give a fuck what you think I do, mm-hmm. but there's no way I'm going to explain it where you're going to give me even 5% of the respect I need for the shit that's going to come out of my <laughs> yeah. mouth of yeah. what I've done over the last like 20 years yeah. of my life. So it's like, I dread it too, because I, I think like, oh, you do this stuff on the internet. I'm like, yeah, it's or, not, there's so many things to, it's not just filming the video. Like, I think they think, mm-hmm. like, oh, you do jumping jacks and you film it. I'm like, that is part of what we do. I'm like, but there's 50 layers beyond that. Yeah. And if you're not in this world, From most people... From the apps people, to the software mm-hmm. to, like... They don't understand. The amount of computer work just... For it just alone. to run right. Yeah. Yeah. The amount of people it takes just to get shit to run right that you have to have, like, on your team, basically. And most people have big teams. And for you yeah. guys just to have, like, a small... Do you, I mean, you hire some people to help I mean, every now and then? Right or? now, it's what we're kind of back to the leanest uh, well, it's ever use, been. Well, you use the same website people that I use because I have a problem, and I messaged him today. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, no, we have no, officially no, no, we, no, dead he, to me. He, he, he dead was, to me. That person is dead to that me. That guy. <laughs> I'll tell you right now. So, that guy died twice. So, <laughs> Not so who I'm thinking of. No, 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 no. Okay. But I have one that I'm like, here's an issue, blah, blah, blah. And it's like. Oh, I think I've I think I figured it out. Let me like poke around. I'm like, what what I don't I need you to do that. I need you to just fucking fix it and shoot me a message back. I'm like, but the point is, is that like and you'll use people like on Fiverr and different stuff, like very good at outsourcing. Like independent contractors. Yeah. I mean yeah. occasionally, but like honestly, man, like I up until this year I was editing most of my videos. Which is wild, dude. But I was designing images. She was designing images. Yeah, like your, we do have a video. Like your brand, the sleeves brand. What about she, that? She designed the I, website. So I run, I design the website. I um, deal with customers. I ship the packages. The clothing manufacturer is something, of course, I outsource. So if we have an idea for, say, like a shirt or something, like he's wearing the leisure shirt, and we, we were like, we want a button-down shirt that like can fit guys who are muscular, because I think it's similar like women with like big boobs, oh, right? Oh gosh, yeah. You get those button-down shirts, and they're either going to tent at your waist, hundred percent. Yeah, and they're going to. I like... never can go buy him one at like a regular store. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So he's always wanted one. A lot of times we just make something that it's like, oh, he's always wanted. Because if he wants it, chances are similarly built guys or just guys in general are going to want it. So he had this Hawaiian shirt that's like a vintage Hawaiian shirt that we used to. Uh, he he got it to dress like Tom Selleck once yeah but then you wore it once or twice and people would stop you and say oh that's a nice shirt so it was like okay that's gonna be the prototype it's kind of like a 70s vibe and then you take it in and then you see you you know you talk to the designer and say this is kind of what we want to do but we want to change this this and this and then they make a prototype and nine times out of ten the prototype's not going to be exactly what you want so you have to go back to the go back and make further adjustments so you go through a few rounds of that and then you have your final prototype and they make a pattern out of that and like we actually want to start a po- do a podcast episode called "So You Want to Start a Clothing Business" because it, again, it's one of those things people have no idea how much goes into just getting that first prototype yeah. done, and it, it'll make me laugh because say I'll like we're launching a pair of shorts or relaunching because we'll do these like pre sales where 
we'll do new colors and people can buy them in advance at a discount. And it, it def, you know, it defray some of the startup costs for each new launch. And someone will apply and be like, oh, I love these. And he, maybe he's like a, a skinnier dude. And he's like, can you make the, you know, but make these like the legs smaller on this. And I'm like, do you understand? I, I can't just like redesign these shorts. Like, do right. you understand how, like, this is a whole process. It would take me like a year to, you know, we can't custom make shorts for you or whatever. So, um, we've gone so through 10 prototypes on, on one of the tank tops we made. Wow. And that, yeah, that was one, a two year uh, process. And um, you've gone through multiple manufacturing companies. Like, no, we luckily oh. we found, so we do live in California. So mm. Los Angeles has a pretty good yes. manufacturing scene. So we work with someone and she's, she's a freaking animal too. Like she started her company out of like her house. I think she graduated like her fashion school and she was working mm -hmm. in industries. And again, she just wasn't feeling the corporate world. So she started her own thing that basically specializes in, she works with all kinds of companies, big companies, but also people like us that maybe want to start something, but we didn't go to fashion school. Like, I don't know how to sew a shirt. Yeah. So she kind of guides and she's got her whole other team. She's got her whole manufacturing. So she helps us from idea to execution. So, and we've, exclusively worked with her because it's just been really once we got a good rapport yeah. it's been great that's cool um but yeah i sleeves is pretty much mostly run by me he's our model he's our fit model the and worst, he's worst he's, model we ever find i'm t I, i'm the worst fucking model because <laughs> i i don't i'm just terrible at smiling like I just you got better it. though you know i can't hold a smile and i also realized too i just don't i don't smile we, we have a lot of laughs and stuff but i don't really smile I never smile when I'm working, and yeah. so I'll go eight hours without smiling. It's like not sometimes, natural exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So when I see it, it's like. Uh, but anyway, Jeremy but, used to have a problem with smiling. I get hard. on him all it's the, the time. It's <laughs> uh, I hate posing for pictures. If you practice enough, uh, you can fake it. Um, yeah. Well, see, that's lot. the thing. Like, to, it's to like do it. like Dexter. I was just yeah. Yeah. My, my mask my, I put on basically. Yeah. yeah. You got to put reps in the mirror, and that's the thing. It's 100%. like I don't. Yeah. I don't do that like I should. Practice. Yeah. But you've well, gotten, you have, and I, what I also do is be like, I'll be like, laugh, you say, ha, 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 and then he'll like laugh, like fake, and then I'll catch him in a laugh. You should see some of these terrible pics I take. They're so But dude, bad. it's no different than like when you watch like people who are shitty at like the news or something, like your local, you know, Milwaukee news, no offense. Like they're, <laughs> oh, that's terrible. They're trash, right? Yeah. Then you watch like the Today Show or something. They're actors and they're smiling. It's like if you ever, you know, people in, in fitness, like you start to film videos, they're fucking atrocious. The first time I was on live TV, it was the the most horrible thing ever. I look like a serial killer. I'm not smiling. I can't look anywhere. So nervous. And then over time, it's like, now I can fake smile. I talk a little bit louder. I'm staring. Like, it just becomes a, it's a skill though. Oh yeah, for If you're sure. naturally not that way. It is. And I am not. It is. And neither are you. No, it, no, you're right. And but that's... when the camera goes on though, like you have this, you do have a skill. Video yeah. is different for me. It, yeah. It's, pictures are, pictures go to the core of the insecurity of where it all started for me. I've, all, I've always hated taking pictures mm -hmm. Never liked the way I looked in pictures. Was always uh, like wearing a shirts and clothed at the pool, you know. So MJ, there, there you go. <laughs> present day. Oh present my day. present day MJ swimming yeah. in uh, a off a yacht in Europe with a t-shirt. That, that that crushed me. I know. It also made me smile though, because you know even the greats. You know you got to stay with it, dude. They're you got to stay too. with it. They're human too. If you're over thirty-five and like you're fit, dude, that to me is more impressive than like your $4 million house or like your Ferrari and shit, because like you're in such this rare air every year that goes by like 36, 37, 38. If you're in shape, dude, like you're not a normal human anymore. 
No. It's crazy. The baseline is so fucked. Everything's stacked against you. Each mm-hmm. year it gets harder and harder. It really is. You see, you see this uh, Charlize Theron article that was going around. Mm-mm. What did they say? Like she had plastic surgery or something? Well, no. She's talking about how she did, she did Monster when she was like twenty seven and gained fifty pounds for the role. And she basically yeah. said, "I, I cut out three meals and I was back to my fighting weight right after the movie was done." And then she did another role recently. She did. Uh, it was called Tully. I Tully, think. Yeah. yeah. And. Uh, She's she was like, 40 at that she's time. She's 43. She was 43 at the time. She's like, I just can't take the weight off. Can't do it. I'll, I'll never, she'll never take a role again that requires weight gain. And this is like a genetic freak, like a beautiful, tall. And she's one of the f- the only female actresses that has ever done that. Like, get, yeah, took a that's, role that's to a gain good point. weight. Yeah. It's yeah. always males You're right. that yeah. do those extreme. Christian Bale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. He's extreme. He's extreme. But you know, it, it is tough, man. And you, you just, she's about to turn 40 next month really next month no october october and then you just turned 40 yeah i'm 40 life, I'm comes, at, life comes at you fast about, yeah. to, about to be it 41 does. and you're the young lady in the group yeah right? but i'll be 38 in november so i'm pretty close to you guys it's coming it's coming <laughs> it's coming man i know i can't believe it like i can't believe you're 40 yeah but if you do the stuff like you just have to keep doing it it's just more diligent than before you get away with less shit. Mm-hmm. Like you can't for the normal people who are listening. Like and we'll say this. Like oh, we're old. People are like Jeremy, I'm 55. I go, yeah, dude, I fucking get it. I go, but you're not me though. Like you don't do the same things. You haven't had the same life, and and nothing is the same. And like you can be 55 and have all your shit hurt, and it doesn't matter. Like I can't. Like I can't afford to have these things not work right. So the amount of detail, like where before, when you're 26, like you can lift and be sore. It doesn't matter. Like, cause that pain will just go away. Now, not only mm-hmm. does it not go away, it gets worse. Like, oh, my elbow hurts. Well, that I never used to be a thing for me. Now it's like, why does my elbow hurt for three weeks in a row? What the fuck is going on? Yeah. You know, yeah. so then you have to actually take the time, work on that, do that, fix that. And then it's the next thing. But it's just a consistency of how I sleep, how I eat, how I train and understanding like you, it's like your 401k is how I, you know, always do it. Like you've already put the money in. You don't have to die at 40 like you did at 26 but a lot of people still think that and like i used to too where if i don't beat the shit out of myself this isn't a great workout and it's like not only can i not do that because i won't come back from it i'm like i don't have to anymore and that's a cool place to be too it is and you know that the, what's so interesting too is we just took this <clears throat> this this is our like a big life goal achievement for us which is the goal of eventually like Sabbatical, like this is nonstop. You oh, know what I'm right. talking about? I forgot about. to mention uh, these guys don't work in the month of August. <laughs> well, that's, that's a new. This is a new <laughs> thing. This is, new. So this, is the, this is the first annual August off. The dog days. So let's hope that they... the dog days of summer. Now listen. Uh, yeah, let you're me, obsessed with. Let me tell days. you why. Because this is Euro- typically European shit over here. So. Yeah. There you go. Well, because this is the worst. They month. They do it right. This is the worst month of the year. Business sucks. And like, you're in the desert, hot desert. It's hot. Yeah, it's, hot it's so hell. freaking hot. And. um I just bang my head against the wall most August because again, no one, no one's interested in fitness. They're they're vaca- doing their last vacation yep. before kids go back to school. Um, they've already made their their choice. So basically, my best chance with these people is I'll see you at the end of the year. I know you keep running the transformations throughout the year, but the way we do things. Well, for, it, for us though, geographic, just because of how Arizona's fucked, July is it for us? July is because the month that we could eventually. I would love to escape for a month next okay. year and go the to the kids, beach. The kid, if we if we run the Oregon. gym still, the kids start school here like August 3rd. It's crazy. I feel like kids are starting school earlier. They do, they do year-round school, majority of the schools here, so they'll oh, do wow. um, they'll go back either July or early August, and then they'll have like a, a, win, or a 
fall break in October for like two weeks or three weeks even. It's all it's all different now. Yeah. Wow, it's mm-hmm. crazy. It's dumb. But go ahead. So I'm jealous about this month off. Well, I mean, it's so it's been <clears throat> it's been a long time goal, and the the biggest issue you have with this, and I know you struggle with this a lot, is you just can't detach from it. Because it, it, it's be, it becomes, it's the routine of it, and there's guilt associated with stepping away from it, especially stepping away for a prolonged period of time. But, you know, it's, I had no social media, um, which to me is like, what a, what a joy. I just wake up, I'll have coffee. And then what's crazy too is I think, I, I'm like, I thought I hated fitness. I, I actually love it. When I have nothing else to do, the first thing I'm going to do after coffee is I just, I set the clock for an hour, I just flip an hourglass, and I just move. And then I'm done. And it's, it's, it's whatever I feel called to do that day. Because at this point, you know what it is. It's just I know exactly what I need that day. You're on that David Jack shit. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, More focus, but yeah. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, slightly. <laughs> but also, not. I don't have the, the same gifts. I don't, I don't have the natural triceps of a David Jack. True. But, uh, but, but that really is, uh, I guess how I, was, I, I said to Naomi, it's like this, what's so great about it is you finally figure out or realize, tap into who you really are. Mm-hmm. What would you do? Yeah. When you there's nothing else to yeah. do except what you want to do that day. And it was very simple. We would wake up, have coffee, talk, maybe watch a, watch some quick content, you know, like I Am the Killer or... On Netflix, yeah. An Untold on Netflix or something, uh, you know, and then I, w- I would do a quick workout. Then we just go and we get, a, get active, go for a hike, mm-hmm. uh, go to the go beach. Swimming. Or, yeah, Where were to- you? We were staying in Topanga slash Malibu. Nice. Malibu's like our, we used to live in Malibu. It just wasn't a great place to have a business because it's very rural. It's kind of isolated. Um, even though it's close to LA, it's just not like the closest target is like 40 minutes away mm-hmm. just to kind of give you perspective. So we ended up leaving, but that's kind of like our happy our place. Happy place mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh, man, and like a place, place you can go on vacation, but you're not like learning about the place when you get there. Oh, you know exactly paradise. your favorite places. And yeah, and it's, it is paradise. It's beautiful so we stay in Topanga and then we would drive down to the beach and I'm from the northeast but there is some nothing like the Pacific Ocean it's Mm -hmm. rigorous it's violent and it's one of the few places like when you have a a, a racing mind and I think nature of all types does Mm -hmm. this but when you're in an ocean like that where you constantly have to be on alert like you can't just be like not on your feet. It kind of cleanses your mind. You can only think about what you're in, you know? So it's just, it's a Forces pure... Forces you to be present. Exactly. Because yeah. you don't want to be swept away. <laughs> right? it, 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 so it's you're simplicity. just in there. Yeah. And it just like, everything just recedes. And I mean, you know, we've had like moments where there's like a freaking seal coming up or a dolphin, mm-hmm. you know, like crazy stuff like that. So that's our happy place. So we went there for a couple of weeks and, you know, keep in mind all year, this is like one of the big things for us. So like, starting january it's okay we're leaving in mm-hmm. august so we're just like prepared prepared we're busting our ass you know get ahead we, on content so mm-hmm. that it's you yeah. know, the member stuff is ready to go but like the because again the, the the biggest benefit of it truly um the social media detachment is next level if people listen if they haven't taken like a uh, done a, a, i'd say i'd say at least 14 days try to push to 21 plus days of like a social media fast because most people uh, don't go 14 hours, bro. That's yeah. what I'm saying, man. Like, cause I, I was just getting to the point where I was even texting you. I was, I'm like, I need to go on a fucking vacation because I was just, I was getting consumed again by it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, cause you get to the point where do you want to play the algorithm game or you know what? I'm just going to fuck the algorithm in the face. <laughs> I'm going to step away for two weeks. 
people don't do that with the algorithm because you know you want to keep pushing it and working it and then it controls your life and with that too you don't realize all the pockets of time you get a free moment on the toilet in your car instead of just taking the time to look around see what's going on mm-hmm. reflect mm-hmm. contemplate about something think um, brainstorm you go right to the phone so for me, the, the the what it's been so far is I've just had such a creative brainstorm. Yes, um, creativity. And if I'm stuck in doing, like I told you this, I, it takes me just the when I'm posting three times a day because that's what you have to do, I guess, to keep up now. Um, three hours of my day, three hours of my day. What I could I could have written uh, two articles. I could have made multiple workouts. I could have I I could have reached out to family. What a waste of fucking time! But it's three, like it's it's the start of my day every day, so, and that's typically my most uh, as the first couple hours of my day. That's when I have the most energy, especially at this age. Like mm-hmm. nothing good is happening afternoon for me uh, creatively. Yeah, maybe after dinner because I finally get some calories. Yeah, <laughs> if I'm like post workout because like my endorphins are mm-hmm. up, oh, yeah, adrenaline yeah. time, like that's when I'll do mine. If I didn't do it early, because but once I get home, like I'm fucking done. It is yeah. like yeah. with everybody in everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I'm just like I can't. I don't give a shit about it's your a stuff. Real treat. Like, I'll do it some because it's just I gave him too much. It's yeah. done, I'm, I'm over with it. Yeah, that, that that's the whole thing, man. And that's that's what. It, it, and it's tough because and I had previously taken six months off from social media. We we talked about this in one of those episodes where and, and by the way that was that was such a great period of time because, you know, it, it just I'm just telling you right now like it it is. It is the definition of a black hole. It, it, it we, you know, it's not real; it's fake. But it, it is just something that is all-consuming that will suck you in, and you get to the point where you're not only your value or your self-worth, or just the, whether how good that day was depends on it. Mm-hmm. And yes, the business will suffer if you leave social media. The business, like like I said, I, I'm going because honestly, I'm inspired by Naomi's approach. Naomi's gone the exact opposite approach. She's built this entire, she's written, te- written 10 books. No one knows what she looks like. No one knows who it's she amazing. is. See, I wish I would have done that. I mean, yeah. it's, uh, this is the thing though. There's, you know, very successful writers have gone the opposite way. I just know myself and my personality and I'm never going to be that person who likes talking Spotlight. to the camera. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I just don't like it. And so it goes against everything. The amount of energy it would take to fake it, mm-hmm. uh, it's just too much. And, you know, it's different. Like with fitness and stuff, you are the billboard. You're the advertisement. It makes sense. But for me, it's like, just read the fucking story. Right? right. Like if you like. And I'm also lucky in the sense that there's this whole world of like bloggers and stuff that they read your book and they kind of just tell people if they like it for yeah. you. So like recently, it's funny because I've taken a break. I've switched genres. So I used to write like erotica, romance, like thrillers and stuff. Um, I'm on one of her covers. <laughs> yeah, one that. of my best <laughs> sellers. A, yeah. I this is a, the resourcefulness. I took the camera, I I designed the cover, I took the picture view, did the lighting and everything. But don't tell my investors. This we shot this in Streamfit Studios. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Using the resources. Um so that um I lost my train of thought. But yeah, like um oh, so I haven't those books this is great. You want to talk about residual income. I just get royalties every month. The books just sell. I haven't written a, a novel since 2014, 2015. They just sell on Amazon by themselves. That's and amazing. then they'll, you know, so to me, that's like, that's like money. I don't even, we don't count, you know, that's just mm-hmm. like bonus money. And then 
recently because of TikTok, there's been a huge resurgence in, because again, there was like the heyday of Facebook and then it died out. So a lot of these bloggers stopped working because they weren't getting views. So they weren't incentivized anymore. And then TikTok came back and now there's BookTok. So there's like a crap ton of TikTokers. So then like a couple months ago, I'm like looking, I'm just like, let me check on, you know, how my sales are going. And I just see this huge surge that day. And I'm like, okay, something happened. So I'm going on social media and I'm trying to find like, where is this surge? Someone had posted the most, bless her, but it was the most low effort post. It was just like the warning at the beginning. That's like, oh, this book is crazy. It's dark, trigger warning. And it went viral. I think, I mean, last time I checked, it had 500,000 views. I might be up to a million at this point. And I just had like, a crazy two months of sales on a book that when it came out, it did okay. So debt, the one he's on the cover of was like this crazy, it was like lightning in a bottle. I was actually vacationing. I was, I'm from New York. I was visiting friends and family in New York and I woke, the book had just launched and I remember I was sleeping over a friend's house and I woke up that morning and I opened the thing and I saw I had 800 sales that morning of the book. And I was like, what? And it just was one of those books. It just took off. Everyone in the genre, like all the bloggers, everyone was just like, you got to read this book. You got to read this book. And it sold a lot. It almost, like, it almost broke the top. It was like at the top at, like, I think I went up to like 105 or something on Amazon of all the books. That's huge. So that one took off. Then I wrote this one and it was a little crazier. (laughs) It was a little like wilder and it did well, but I think as far as the genre goes, it was just kind of like ahead of its time. And this is the book now that out of nowhere, you know, like you just don't know when you're investing in yourself or you're doing stuff when something's going to hit. And suddenly now, years later, that book is outselling the original bestseller that I had. Thank God. And because I did, August. Sucks. Oh no. It's so what about, like what about like the podcast now that you do that helps yeah. market your Books, so, or is it just completely different? It's just, you know, I wish outlet. I was someone who could just write what they don't feel like writing. Mm-hmm. But I've always genuinely, my biggest interest has always been horror. And, like, again, the kind of, like, the thrillers and horror that make you think kind mm-hmm. of stuff, right? So, like I said, Alfred Hitchcock or The Twilight Zone. It's not, like, just jump scares. It's just, like, you listen to the story and it's, like, psychological, that kind of stuff. And I've always been into that. And I had kind of taken a hiatus from writing to focus on sleeves and all that and BJ kept saying, you got to start a podcast. You got to start a podcast. But I just didn't know what I wanted to do. And I knew it would take a lot of work. So I just, it, it took me a while. And then finally I realized, okay, that's what I want to do. I'm going to do these short stories. So it's almost like I'm starting over because mm-hmm. readers are very genre specific. Mm-hmm. So not all my readers that buy these books are interested Carry in that. Over. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of them don't listen to podcasts, believe it or not. So I have a whole different and new audience. And I've been pretty lucky because these these stories take a lot of effort. So I have to write the story. I voice act. I do sound editing. It's immersive. So I had to learn sound editing to do this. So I taught myself some sound editing and it's immersive. So there's sound effects. There's ambient effects. It's kind of, it's almost meditative if you're the kind of person who like watches true crime to go to See, sleep. See, I need to listen because yeah. I'm obsessed. I'm that person. So yeah. I'm like, yeah it's like a dark thing and my voice is different on the podcast like I put on my like horror voice (laughs) so it's lower and it's like yeah exactly so um it kind of and I had a couple friends that are in true crime but a very successful podcast so I was very fortunate you know they'd have me on and they push me and stuff but yeah it's kind of that one is taking on a life of its own now it's it's interesting that's harder to monetize right because I have a little patreon going I do ads on it but the book is like, you got to buy the book. Mm-hmm. So like it just, it, it's instant monetization where this again is more of an investment. 
I went into it thinking, okay, three to five years before it can truly be something that's making like a, a monetary dent. Right. But it's also a passion. Like if I'm not writing, if it's I'm not creating, yeah, I feel dead inside. Like none of the other stuff can happen if I'm not creating. I, I have to write stories. It's just the thing that keeps my like spirit alive. That's amazing. Well, so, congrats yeah. on oh, all thank of you. that. So <laughs> thank you. like during the August though, you didn't do any podcasts or anything. Right? No, but this is a crazy thing. And, and that's why it's like, it's a month off. But if you really think about the way, if you kind of learn how your own break and works or operates, time off is almost necessary mm-hmm. because you don't have the space or the bandwidth. Like you're, you know, when you're running your business, you're just bogged down with mm-hmm. mundane tasks a lot. You only have so much bandwidth. So when you take a break, that's often the space that you have to come up with ideas for the future, not just writing stories, but your own business. Like we've been talking about the business and the future of the business. And you have like something I realized, but I think it works in anything. I'll have an idea for a story, but it'll just be a sentence. Mm -hmm. Like a a good example. um, I'm trying to think of one of the stories I had. Okay. The smile. This was a popular story. It first was on another podcast. That's very popular. And that's what kind of also inspired me. I wrote a couple stories for this other popular horror podcast, and they were very popular there. So I was like, okay, people like my horror. I'm going to make my own. But the idea had just started is like, what if a person somehow, like a woman on a date or something, got got caught between two really dangerous people, like two serial killers? So the, the basic premise would just be like, she's on a, a date. This guy takes her up to like, you know, one of those makeout spots. She doesn't know he's... A serial killer, like he's zero to whatever. But what they don't know, what he doesn't know is there's another serial killer that's the kind that prowls those spots, right? (laughs) So he comes and now it's like she's in the middle of this shit. So all I had was this, all I had was like the very basic premise. And then a lot of times I just won't even think about the story. And I find that your brain has a way of making things behind the scenes, like Mm -hmm. subconsciously. And when you're chilling and you like say you're in the ocean Mm -hmm. or you're hiking and your brain is just allowed to wander, it's like, I'll just like, mm-hmm. boom, the whole thing will come to me. And I think that's not just for writing. I think it's for business or Absolutely. anything you want to do. You have to give your brain space to rest and create those mm-hmm. connections. And things will just, things will hit you. Well, uh, to, to add to that too, I think the big part of it is I, I never, so there's so many milestones that happen when you hit 40, especially if you like get started in business right away. Like I was just talking the other day, like I've been driving for 25 years. Like cars. Like, yeah. I mean, since 16, I'm going to be 41. So it's, it's 25 years of driving, bro. Like, that's a lot of driving. But th- there's, there's other milestones that happen, too. And the thing is, I've never created an off-season in my business. It's just nonstop. Yeah. So now, like, you finally look at the year. I've ran this year 20 seasons. So what, what, where, where are the natural ebbs and flows that mm-hmm. I can take advantage of? So I know, like, I know November through January, I've got to be, that's my playoffs, for, for this style of business, mm-hmm. I have to be on. I got to get these people into the, the, the New Year bullshit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but August sucks. So why why should I make it worse on myself? Right. You got to enjoy your life. Exactly. Yeah. So And we could take lessons from what you guys just talked about and what you've experienced. Because especially him, I don't know if he could ever turn it off, to be honest. Who knows? But, I mean, we take lessons from you guys. We take lessons <laughs> oh, from no, you guys, I mean, too. Like, cause nonstop inspiration. I, I, have a, I have a lazy constitution, we can say. <laughs> Like I'm fucking lazy. Well, you know what it is. I, I'm a I'm a sprint worker, so I can work these Super sprints hard. to exhaustion, mm-hmm. um, and then I'm dead. I'm a mm-hmm. dead person. I may be dead for a week after that. Or if I don't have a perfect night's sleep, I'm a total oh, baby back yeah. bitch. 
You know, like that's just Heather, me. Heather's I'm the very worst. similar. <laughs> <laughs> I don't nap, yeah. so I have to have my full exactly. Sleep. And um, <laughs> so you know, like it, it is hard for me to grind, particularly if I'm not passionate about something. So, but I've learned, I've learned about myself, and then, like you said, you kind of have to just. There is a genetic component to kind of who you are, or at mm-hmm. least maybe that was cemented in your youth. And then you kind of have to learn how to best optimize that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that but, but it also helps to look at people who aren't like you and then take pieces of that and see how you can incorporate it into yourself. And again, it's all personality, right? I mean, again, right. everybody has a different tempo they work at. and But, you know, again, like the whole concept of a sabbatical, I mean, whether you like it or not, you're a teacher. You're a teacher. Mm-hmm. Teachers take sabbatical, bro. They have, they have mm-hmm. summer off. They get away. Re-energize. They, 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 re-energize. Right? They, they re-energize. Research. They learn. They, they research. Learn. Shout like, out to teachers. My sister's one. There you go. Yeah. She or, needs it. Or yeah. coaches. Coaches mm-hmm. are teachers. Teachers are coaches. Essentially, it's all motivation and curriculum, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's what it's programming. But um, all the shows you watch, they have, even the shows that are year-round, they have pockets of time yeah. they're off. Typically August, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> or they take summers. Yep. But so th- that's just something, it, it's tough, Um Luckily, you've built an ecosystem to the, and a financial freedom to the point where you could do whatever you wanted, but now it's just, it's, it's are you able to disconnect from the entire identity of what's gotten you to this point? And, and that, that's the challenge, man. Like, that's, that's the challenge. And I think, too, we, we, we had initially planned to do it this, uh, the Thursday every day thing, but we totally just decided not to. But Thursday every day might be good for Jeremy because basically... The way we work our schedule is like sometimes we work weekends, sometimes both weekend, uh, Saturday, Sunday, sometimes just one weekend day. Mm-hmm. And then Monday through Wednesday, it's it's we're grinding. And then Thursday is usually some form of like a half day. Mm-hmm. And so we were like, well, we could also in, in August do a Thursday everyday situation, which mm-hmm. is you wake up, you maybe work two hours, you get the bare bones things you need to do done. And then you get the rest of the, the day to do whatever you want. That might be a little bit more, you know, digestible. Yeah. His style. Then for, you know, to I don't completely. Know. Like, like every vacation like, we've ever been. He's over there shaking, like, sweating. Even when we're on vacation, you guys, he's, he's got like computer and working yeah. every day. So. No, but like this is, this is, and this is, uh, again, like the reality is we got to tackle all these things at some point. Yeah. You've tackled everything else, bro. Wait, it's like what, if you so. want to do, it's like if you want to do all the things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's slowly over time, some of these things will go away. Just because I'll choose to let them go away. Like a lot of times, like these guys don't give a fuck I'm here. Like I can be here and talk, hey guys, um, it's six movements. Like nut of soul is listening. Like they just care I'm <laughs> but, in the space. But like, then as soon as you're gone, like as soon as I'm like, hey, we're going, we're leaving on vacation, they're like complaining, when will Jeremy be back? I want. So it's yeah. like, since we still run an in person business, yeah, that's... like he feels like he constantly has to be here. And then we would have to find, you know, we would have to have help. If we ever did take an extended period, yeah, like of time I don't off. need like the. It depends though, like what the schedule is and like where I'm at. Like I like my. I'm just a serial killer, bro. Like I'm a do a yeah, little you bit. Like the rhythm. Do it every day. Like that's my thing. That's your not, tempo, yeah. Not for all the things, but I'm like, if you want to have this internet business, like it is. If you want to have a fucking gym, and if you want to have a podcast that doesn't blow ass, I'm like, those are three like real things. And I'm like, how do I do all these three things and still like enjoy my life? But I know it's like an athlete though. It's the same thing, you know. Uh, whether it's playoff mode, practice mode, at some point, like, no one's just going to give a fuck mm-hmm. about me. Or they won't want to, or I'll just be fed up with it. And then, then it's just done. 
And so it's like, I'll do it until it's not. Most days I just work as hard as I can until I suck. And then I just go home. That's pretty much what it is. And you've gotten better. You've definitely gotten better over the years. But at the same time, you also have more demand in certain areas. So it's like, how do you find that balance? Because you want to take advantage of the opportunities. And you're trying to have more time, you know, at home or on your own and or vacation and it's like how do you just you can't do it all right so no there's no right answer and i'm like but i do more shit for myself now which is not a lot than i ever did before Mm because before i'd be like let me do all this for everybody else and again i love everybody who supports our stuff and it's great and there's people who generally like fucking love you like there's people who Mm -hmm. like love me and like care about you and actually respect your time Mm -hmm. yeah and I don't mean this negatively, anybody listening. 90% of people don't give a fuck. They're they all... only care for what I can give them in the moment. And the minute I can't do that, it's like, mm-hmm. we're on to the next thing. And that's business. Like, that's, I don't take it personal. I go, but when you pour in, like, your light, like, the stuff that you make, right? Like, some of you, like you made this 10-minute video uh, on a box to mobility. It's, like, the best thing I've ever seen. And I'm like, nobody gives a fuck. It's true. Like, and I hate to say that. Like, I do. I know. I know. I watch them. Like, this is edited well. There's a timer on it. The way it's filmed. I'm like, appreciate it. It's a free 10 minute mobility video. And I'm like, you know how much work went into this single video? Like, I do, but Heather does. Nobody else does. Who's walking Mm -hmm. around? I'm like, fuck, dude. Like, that's what we do. And I'm like, and we get rewarded for it. And it's great. And it's like, and I'll do that until it's not fun. And then at some point, it's just like, and I joke with her. I'm like, dude, you're gonna go to work, and I'm not gonna do shit. Already work. I know, so. but you're going to keep going. And I'm, <laughs> and I won't be doing and, yeah, intervention for Jeremy. Everyone's like, like you need to chill. I'll just be done. He's, he's at outside looking and you're at a very unique position right now. Cause obviously you've grown this podcast to the point where it's a 0.1% podcast. And the choices in front of you now are, do I continue to give all of myself and more? Or do I find a way to, you know, uh, keep it going in a way where I can retain enough anonymity and freedom that, I mean, look, there's no right or wrong answer. And again, no. like part, part of what I had to do with my own business, it's like, okay, so I know if I answer every question, every DM, not pretend that I'm friends with people, but, but I'm so friendly to them that it appears to me that they think we're friends. We've never met. And, and again, like give all of them, give all of myself to them. Yes. It's so good for the business. It's amazing. And it's, it's the absolute worst thing for my mental health. And it's draining and exhausting. Oh no, no. Like for this, Mm -hmm. that's, that's, I, for my trigger, it's people. And it's unfortunate. (laughs) It's really unfortunate. (laughs) I I wish it's very unfortunate for the business. It is. Yeah, it is. It is. So like for me, I'm like, okay, I've got to find out what this business can do without it revolving around me answering questions or comments or being a motivator. How good is this fucking content? I need to know. Because if it's once I know what that is, okay, so now I can just make up the income in other ways that don't exhaust me as much. So maybe I have to write more books. Maybe I have to do something outside of this. Or maybe I have to look at potentially a physical location at some point. Because, and this is just the evolution of business. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because honestly, like, if I look at what it takes to do this business online it's so much more work than a physical business a physical local business it, it is what it is you know but like the online is so infinite you can keep chasing things online indefinitely and, and and get lost in that black hole right so is it really great yeah it's great to work from home entirely it's great to be able to take august off and automate things but at the same time like 
Um, so it's just, it's just interesting. And again, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be your call, your choice. And that it might change at 45, 50, but you're 40 now. And, uh, I know you're already feeling those mid afternoon <laughs> slumps, yeah. man, they're different at 40. Well, it's just like, I tell her too. I'm like, I don't know what it looks like in 10 years for anybody and anybody mm-hmm. who's, who's talking. And like, if you're in a mastermind group, you have a coach and like, here's what it is in 10 years. I'm like, they're full of shit. Cause none mm-hmm. of us know. I don't know what it is. Maybe nobody wants to see me make fucking fitness content on the internet, or maybe it's not even a thing, or maybe that evolves. And like, maybe the podcast is something else, or maybe the gym is whatever. Like, I don't know, but I have enough stuff. And like, there is the timing of all this too. Like you and I've talked about this, like how improbable any of this is that any of this fucking ever worked. Like, and I'm not saying this, like I'm amazing. There's not going to be another Jeremy Scott fitness in the Scottsdale air park in a thousand fucking years. It will never happen. And what I mean is like, the timing of all of it, like us owning all of our own shit, like outright will never happen again. The prices are too high. Things are too crazy. You would never invest a million dollars just into a space and then buy all the equipment and do all the stuff to teach fucking fitness. Like at Mm -hmm. scale, it is not profitable enough to do. And I'm like, plus everything else that went right. Like, Oh, I met you. I met Dave Jack. We're at men's health. Like in its fucking heyday, bro. Like that is never coming again for anyone. And you, you found a partner willing to come in and film you on Saturdays. It's in, I, I tell every, no, every like, he's giving me the credit. Yeah. No, I'm like, like, this, hero. this is what I'm I saying. I like to bring like, that up to him. And he's no, like, I said, dude, stop. No, you like, give me a lot of credit. I say, and I go, every kid who works for me, I go, bro, <laughs> if you tell me you're going to meet some girl at a bar and then you're going to have no job and no money and you're going to get married and tell her, we're going to buy this house, we're going to pay it off, and then we're not going to buy you a $4 million house. We're going to buy a fucking gym to do fitness in. And this is how we're going to live our life and, and all the things we're going to do. I've never said I needed a $4 million house, by the way. But I know it's an example. <laughs> sorry. Th- sorry. Three, two and a half million dollars, three million dollars, whatever, whatever the fuck it is. She's got expensive taste. Yeah. I, I, I do too. I respect like, it. But like, you're not going to get somebody to buy and say, hey, oh, by the way, do all these things with zero promise. It will ever work. And yeah. for years, like barely seeing your husband or like me going yeah. to, you know, you've experienced it, yeah. I'm sure, on certain certain years like social events or like I would go by myself because he was working Mm -hmm. or he doesn't get home till late at night or he's gone every single morning when I wake up like I just think it's helpful for people that maybe want to start their own business or is in a relationship with somebody to hear that like it's it's oh, a lot, yeah. no, you know, it's yeah. not a normal nine to five job experience in life, no. you know, and so. you have to be solid in the sense that like you're not just a partner with this person as a spouse, you are a business partner. And like people know how they how they feel about the people they work with. Sometimes you want to, you have the, I want to wring my husband's neck or my wife's neck as them. And then I also want to wring their neck as a business partner, right? Yeah. That is a lot of pressure on a relationship. So I feel like there's just like a certain constitution that you have to have basically the kind of person where I could come home and be like, yeah, this guy went bananas on me and I'm not going back to work tomorrow. And he's like, okay. Like a lot of people would not be okay with their partner doing that. They'd lose he their would, mind. He would not be okay <laughs> with me. Doing that. We'll figure it out. Like we, we are always, you, do, you need the friends and family. Discount. No, I mean, I'm sorry though. Yeah. Well, we get the if I work, yeah. 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 If I worked at the Marriott, he probably would be like, yeah, no, you're going back to work tomorrow. Okay. Um, I mean, but it's fascinating. It's a fascinating yeah, thing. There's just like a certain, I don't know, maybe a little bit craziness that you have to have to just 
to believe in the craziness because I know. it's the same thing. BJ's like, I'm gonna be on the cover of Men's Health. I'm like, yeah, you are. I know you're the like the number one We're like in fucking Milwaukee in a fucking one bedroom apartment that's like five hundred dollars rent, and there's like a drug house next door. I'm like watching. I, we moved in. I'll never forget this. We moved in, and the next day I'm moving in, and I see police hitting the neighbor's door with one of those barricade things and i'm like oh okay i guess that's our neighbor um and i'm like yeah you can do it like i was uh, probably clinically insane to even believe uh, that she doesn't she doesn't realize it but the look she's giving me i've made some bold 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 proclamation bold it's, you know, just, it's more of like an announcement of an intention <laughs> and some of the looks i've gotten over the years of things i've said oh, dude. but uh, the, one of the biggest all the time. Yeah. everything yeah, i've ever said has come true Every single thing. And like, and still to this day when I'm like, bro, I'm not going to work one day and you're going to go to work. And she gets so fucking mad now because now it, now <laughs> it feels real. You were hoping for. <laughs> now I it know. feels no. real though. But I'm yeah. like, Hey, I'm going to be a millionaire. I'm going to pay off our house. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. And I know your family's looking at me like this dude is fucking nuts. And I'm like, you don't understand what I'm, I'm going to do it. Cause you've seen it. Yeah. Again, that, that's, so and that's your family. <laughs> oh dude. Cause I'm stubborn enough. I'm a, I'm an idiot. Like I'll just go dude until I do it. Like, yeah. or I'll die fucking trying doing it. But in this, like, you have to be in this. Like, you're, and I always use your house. Your house is your business. Mm. Your entire existence of where you live is what you do. Do you know how very few people will be willing to do that shit? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, that, that's <laughs> not a thing. Like, but it's it is wild. helpful, like, just having two couples that do similar types of, you know, have similar experiences and businesses and entrepreneurship. Um, because, like, we don't, hang out with a lot of people that do that. So it is so, so great having you guys here and talking about it because, you know, most of our friend groups just have more traditional jobs. And we, I mean, a lot of our clients have like their own businesses. So that's helpful to talk to them. But But it's just a weird space. Mm -hmm. Like where, like I'll have, you know, like, like Brent does like uh, sandblasting or Chris does like stonework. Those traditionally have been around for, that's specifically years. the fitness industry yeah. and You're, like, podcasts like, and we're, yeah. we're gonna be retired off of this shit. Like this is <laughs> yeah, the no, fuck it's we're crazy. talking about. Like people will be like, "Oh, you're a trainer, haha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You make like fifteen dollars an hour. Mm-hmm. Good luck with that. You know, whatever. That's the perception. Oh, hundred percent. I get yeah, it all the Those time. people can still explain what they do in a sentence. You know, like, "Oh, I'm a, I, I am a general contractor. Okay, cool. I get it. It's the when you can't explain mm-hmm. what you do in a sentence. Life." I hate when people ask <laughs> it's like, me, what does your husband do? I was like, oh, I'm like, you don't want to know. Like health industry. Yeah. Uh, so, he owns those business. What kind of business? Oh, God. Yeah, I know. Well, it's so how, how do you deal? Because I know that one of the biggest obstacles for us is my intensity at times. Like, how do you deal with his intensity? Because, oh, you know, when, when when you're filming, just, you know, when you're filming mm-hmm. him, it, you're dealing with like. And now he's an, he's an old polar bear mm-hmm. now. Like, it's an old, hungry <laughs> polar bear. Yeah. The most dangerous thing in the environment is an old hungry polar bear. Yeah. Um, so, and it's tough because there's no, you don't, you don't, so let me put it this way. I've burned through any video person I've ever worked with except Naomi. And, <laughs> and even then Naomi, I've taken breaks for like, okay, I'll work with someone again. And then it gets to the point, okay, Naomi just, we'll just have Naomi do it again. Uh, Cause it just makes sense. Uh, but, and, and because I'm me, if you snap at me, I can snap back. Like yeah, that, that, yeah, yeah. that tradition, that, that kind of works, you know, you can't yeah, like, I, I can't be fighting in between takes. Okay. Cause <laughs> I have to pretend like I'm into this fucking content, yeah. especially if we're if, if shirtless, uh, B roll, no big deal. But when it's talking, talking. content, yeah. but it is tough. I know. I know it's because it, so I can be such a piece of shit when I'm hungry. Yeah. I have no water. 
I'm tired. It's been all week like this. Mm-hmm. This is the same shit day in, day out for 20 years. But um, how do you deal with the intensity? I mean, he's, I will say he's really, you're just really good at, we definitely have our moments. Sometimes it's more me just being like, I'm tired from the week and I have mm-hmm. to show up and, and I'm film like, I don't you. give a fuck if you're and tired. Like, <laughs> just and then shit but then and sometimes he'll take forever. You're, you're really efficient most times, but. But you know how it is, man? Like some days, and again, like I'm not complaining. What we do is not hard. I'm like, I'm not a roofer in Arizona or doing landscaping. Oh, but the hours are long and you have to like not sound like an asshole. And some days, man, believe it or not, you guys like talking you through fitness is the last fucking thing like I really want to do. <laughs> But I only have so many windows where I can get her to do it, unless I have to get like Sean or somebody. Like I don't mind doing it. That's the thing. What bugs me is like I love that we have Saturdays. You know, like mm-hmm. I come in, do my workout here usually, um, and we love our people. Uh, it's just like okay, by the time that everyone's gone out of here, and then we start, and then yeah. like half the day's oh, over brutal. my Saturday, and then yeah. he gets home every Saturday at maybe like three, four o'clock. Same with Sunday. It's like literally, um, unless we strategically plan to go to certain events or I make him leave to go somewhere, <laughs> you know? I mean, like, that's the beauty it, of it. We're like, here. Like, we, like, you live here. This yeah. is your, literally, your, I think you're here more than our own house. Clearly. This yeah. Is, <laughs> this is my home. So that's, I think, where I struggle the most, like, with. Um, well, it just takes a ridiculous amount of time. All and I'm so do. grateful. And I love I love what you specifically has, have built, and I've supported it from day one. And I couldn't imagine my life like without this whole experience and all the people that we've been able to meet and become friends with. And But, yeah, it is hard. It well, is there's so sacrifice. Hard. And, there's and sacrifice. It's that hard for me to, like, you guys get it, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's hard to even talk to my friends about it or family. Like, they don't. They don't know, you know, so I just don't. What's your life? Yeah. When I say mm-hmm. that, people are like, what do you mean? I go, it's everything in your life is this. Like even, yeah, I like other things. I have other friends. Like I'll watch UFC. We'll do whatever the fuck it is. I go, but it all revolves around this. And what I mean is like, it's your life. It's when you sleep, how you eat, how you do mobility, how you train, how you recover. Everything revolves around it 24-7, 365, whether you consciously are thinking about it or not. Now, a lot of times, like I don't think I even create stuff. And then I'll look at my week. I'm like, oh. Over time, you've just gradually created this system to where you eat a certain way and train a certain way and do a certain thing. So they all fit naturally. Now, I didn't like write it down and map it out, but my brain just figured out like this is what I have to do to keep this going. And then your partner is connected to that crazy shit. Now, I don't want to live a normal life, so like it's fine for me. But for most people, they are not, will be not down with it. And understand like how much you give to keep it going where, you know, so-and-so, I'm going to get into fitness. It's like, dude. I'm not saying don't do it, but like you have to like not just love fitness, but the entire process of it. If you're going to do it this way, like you could just run a gym and not be in that great of shape and nobody gives a shit if you just want to keep it open and make two bucks. But if you really want to be the person and diversify like, and mm-hmm. do a lot of different, provide you a have lot to of different learn services, products, mm-hmm. yeah, all the skills, like you have to learn like what Instagram is, like what YouTube is, like what optimized press is, or have a partner who's willing to do it. Like you guys are learning all of these things. And then, oh, by the way, know what the fuck you're talking about. Be able to articulate it really well. And then, oh, by the way, be in like zero 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 point one percent of shape for somebody your age. Yeah. And that's the entry point. Honestly, the, the approaching 40 thing. So three of us here are either <laughs> approaching 40 or like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be 40 in a couple months. You're already 40. Yep. And you're already 40. And we got a young buck here. It's yeah. 38. <laughs> um, but 
it, the, the thing that I feel like wears down on me most is the constant having to learn shit. Like, mm -hmm. oh, it is exhausting. And I think technology has really exacerbated that because there's always a new software mm -hmm. to learn. Or the software you've already learned, they've done some crazy update. Now you got to relearn it from scratch. And you're just constantly, like you said, oh, you've got to learn how to function on social media, but you also have to learn how to work your online store and your website or track down the deadbeat that built your website. Or there's always some new... Well, in a way, troubleshooting. Guess, exactly. Yeah, there's you're solving. constantly putting out fires, and then you're also just constantly learning, constantly pivoting, and maybe that's good for your brain. Like when we're 80, hopefully that <laughs> that means that like our brain's constantly been working and it didn't get soft. But it is exhausting. Like so, wow, for, I've been doing this for a, a while now, and it is. It's like oh, I got to learn another thing. Yeah. Here's an example. Okay. We've been with Vimeo for a while. Vimeo is how we do our site yeah. app, thedailybeezer.com. And what we use it forever. Okay. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, they don't have the ability to have multiple membership options, like a basic membership, let's say for 10 bucks. This is OTT. Vimeo has a lot of products. This okay, OTT, yeah. So yeah. anyway, we're in this. but And for years, they're telling us this is going to be ready soon. But like outside looking in, we're like, we are the worst business people because we, we don't give you the ability to pay us different options. Mm -hmm. You can't come in at a, at a lower price point or upsell, downsell. Um, but we literally can't do anything about it because... Their, their platform is what we use and to, to migrate away from the platform and take away and move thousands of videos that we've been making since 2017 monthly. I've been making the monthly grind on this since 2017. Six years. Yeah, I mean, nonstop, man. Like, and it, now it's to the point where they're DVD level productions. Uh, like, and uh, I mean, and it's interesting too. I think we finally found uh, the sweet spot with, I was going to ask you like how long, like, how long can you film until it's like, we got to stop filming? Do you, do you have like a, a set it's period? It's up to him, to be honest. Really? Okay. I, I'm like, I will always be like, I don't want to ever hire somebody for these little tasks that I can do. Yeah. I think if we have a kid, you know, things will change because the time we just won't have as much yeah. time. Yeah. Because, because to the, be kid, honest. the kid will film. Yeah, <laughs> that's what's gonna happen. It's like, wait a minute. That's what's BJ gonna happen. Like, I mean, on. that's 100% about the free labor. Yeah, it's just, answer it's the things that will have to change in yeah. a lot of areas. The so. full on, the full on productions. It's like we we hire out and like have someone I can sit here and I bang them all out in a day, and it's different because usually it's it's hard for them to fuck it up and it's simple. But like when Heather just does some things better, like it's just easier to go through takes and have an idea and then just obviously put it in play right when it's there. But at some point, some of this will migrate for me into different stuff. Like I'll like, I don't ever play the algorithm game. Like social social media is great. Like I, I'm thankful for it. Like my life, yours, all of us, like financially would not be where it is today. Like I just I'm a different person because of it. So I, I have to always be grateful. It's also a fucking cesspool of shit. You know, if I really break it down, blessing and a curse. It yeah. is, but I, I I use it for the good things and I get away from it. But I don't look at any of the numbers. I don't give a fuck. I'm like. And I just assume 90% of people don't give a shit what I'm doing, but 10% do. And that's who I do it for. Like, do I really need to be like heat rucking here and make it a motivational video? Like, I mean, it helps me actually it takes a couple of minutes up. So I'll fucking do it. But I know like Roger in fucking Indiana, like loves it. And he'll be a dude with me forever. I'm like, so I'll do things like that. And we'll do other things that morph away from just fitness. More shit. the business. Just like business in general. Because for me, I'm just like... Entrepreneurship. Yeah. The, yeah. La the last thing, and I know people love it, but the last thing most people need, like a stressed out 45-year-old with two kids whose wife or husband is crazy and their boss is an asshole, needs to watch me do a fitness video. That's mm -hmm. really not what they it's fucking like need. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know exactly. What I mean? It's like, like, hey, yeah, hey, lazy. 
You know, because that's how people feel, even yeah. though the reality is like, it's really hard to fit that in. And we're sharing things yeah. that are like, you know, tangible you can use. I'm not sharing like, you know, PR stuff and like insane things that they can't do. But I also know I look this way and whatever. It's like, oh, cool, dude. Like, how does that really help them? And I know for some people it does. And that's how they get into our queue. And so I have to do some of that. But I don't just want to do that shit forever. Because I'm like, yeah, the older you get, the more impressive it is. But I'm like, dude, do you need to watch me do a T push up again? Like, this is the 8,000th fucking time I've posted <laughs> this know. thing. You know, but it's like, <laughs> so weird. and I say this yeah. too, I go, how many more, and you know this, like, and I get, I do get motivated and I do get inspired and then I'll create a new program and I think it's super cool. And then there's days where I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah. Like, am I going to make up another like workout protocol? But I do love fitness. Like, and so mm-hmm. there, there is the part of me that like does enjoy it. It's just when you do it at scale for two decades, you're like, dude, like it's insane that we get paid money to do this. It really is. It is. No, it is. And, and that, that, that's the balance of that. And also like, you know, th- there is the legitimate thing is like, am I wasting, have I wasted my life and my skills? <laughs> no, I'm, oh, I'm serious. No, like, I know. I get that. Like, yeah. what, what am I doing? Like I, I, the schooling that I was fortunate to be able to get and also just the, the creative power I have and I'm, I'm limiting it to this small space where essentially it, it's because I, I, I've kind of, you, you go the route you know that what this is all about is motivation. You know that's what this is all about. Yeah. No one can tell the difference between the way people program workouts no. except mm. the people that do it. Mm-hmm. And but honestly, even that, for a lot of the fitness people who create shit, They're they still not they, educated. they can't even tell the fucking difference, dude. Like I look at yours and I can see it and I can appreciate it. I don't think a lot of other fitness people can. And they'll look at it and they'll say, My stuff's just as good. And it's not. It's not even in the same fucking in arena. Denial. But they don't know. They think like, <laughs> they're oh. They're not seeing the matrix. If they're more, not that yeah, deep yeah. If more it. people clicked it or liked <laughs> yeah. it, like, this is better. And I'm like, it's not, though. So even a fitness person can't. Like, we probably share 1% of, like, what I really know. And when I talk to even people in person, other than, like, if it's someone specifically has a question, I share 1% of it's what like I It's like a dumbed-down version. Because, like, the, the normal person can't even digest the ter- what The terminology is dumbed-down. We, oh, yeah. we don't say pronate and supinate. We don't talk that way. Um, it's not necessary, but I'm like, we share the very most basic version of everything and that's it. And so even though with the fitness stuff that I love, I'm like, well, I really want to share this, but I know like two people will fucking do it. But that's where the podcast has been so helpful. Cause you, you're able to share your knowledge and expertise and go into a lot more detail for those that appreciate learning about it. What you start to realize is that you, in this world, you work with fitness people. I, when I first started, I'm like, oh, we're going to help everybody. First of all, 90% of people don't give a shit. So they're already mm-hmm. gone. Like, yeah. So now you're working with the people on our app, and there's thousands of them, and we love them, and they're great. They're fitness people. They have super dope home gyms, or they have a bunch of equipment at home, or they actually go to a gym, and they're a fucking fitness person. We're not working with the average Joe anymore. Like, I don't think we're getting them. Like, yeah. that's just where we're at. It's different. Yeah. No, I mean, that, and that's, that's the thing. And that's you, you, when, you, when you come to the point, at least I have... I realized that, well, first of all, I don't understand motivation because... But if you if they're not jacked to do anything, that, that's the only thing I can do. That's what I mean. Do. It's like, at the end of the day, like, uh, let, me, let me just... I'm playing Rocky Four, dude, all day. Like, yeah. that's what I, I'm trying... Like, let me just talk Rocky Four into the mic right now <laughs> and get some people jacked up to, like, exercise. And hopefully they can just latch onto it and keep it going. Yeah, because it, it's hard. Because what you're really selling is this. Hi, here's a daily BJ. 
buy this and do it till you're dead. That's it. Because yeah. anything short of that, it's not really effective. It is while you're doing it. But the minute you stop, mm-hmm. you're getting older. The shit's only going backwards. So you're basically selling a lifetime fitness program. And then once you settle into that pocket, there's no motivation really. It's just because it is a lifestyle. That's what I'm saying. Like that's what I guess to me motivation is. It's tough. You're, the you're, thing is, you're very intrinsically motivated. That's not to say. I mean, I know you watch your sports documentaries and shit. You'll watch the Last Dance and you'll be like, "All right, time to <laughs> do a thousand things." But generally, you get up every day and do what you do because you're self motivated. Exactly. Well, it's and just so a, it's a discipline. Some, it's a personality yeah. that's what I'm trait saying. too. Yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that. So that's what I'm selling, and no one wants discipline. <laughs> I'm, I mean, but you know, unfortunately, it's not sexy. discipline is the only thing that allows you to experience the joys of life. Because if you go to a fucking steakhouse every day, it's not the same meal. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're having ground beef six days a week, and then on day seven, it, it's a big, thick, juicy steak. Well, that that's a different type of steak. Um, so. That that's really the whole thing. It's all discipline, and I actually love discipline. Discipline. It's it's. I have a unique relationship with discipline because it, it's uh, you know, it's it stresses me out, and it'll make it so we'll go on trip. Like in the past, like now we can go on trips, and and I I know you're like I've noticed this too with you. Like we'll go on like oh, it's like a, it was like a Thursday or something, and you had a beer and some macaroni and cheese, and I know five years prior there's no way that would have been happening on a Thursday. I had a waffle with you last time. You did, yeah. Holy you just had, you're like, shit. This guy just had a waffle. Wow. Yeah, well, I mean, good for you. <laughs> these are these are major life accomplishments. I mean, I, and, and like, I, mean yeah. I did I did work out hard as fuck in the morning. But <laughs> you did. Yeah, yeah, you you got to use it. You got to use that waffle. Yeah, but but yeah, I think that, for you thing. too, it's discipline's big, but you're a big routine person, which I know it's like, oh, this goes all against <laughs> taking August off. But you are big on routine. Like once you get something in your routine, like taking like you take out if you take out the trash once at this time. You will never forget to do it week to week. So we were, we're complete opposites, like in that capacity. I, oh yeah, no, I'm on that trash. Like the, the thing is, the tr- he thing got is- protective. Like once he decided, okay, that I'm, I'm the trash man. I remember once I was like, oh, let me take the trash, and he's like, what are you doing? And I was like, no, I, said, I told her, take- don't he's touch like, no, no, the don't touch trash. That's mine. And I'm like, okay, I'm the one. Don't that- touch the trash. <laughs> I'm the trash man. I take so- it out. And yeah, I get mad if I if well, I yeah, ask. but like you're. And did you see that video I sent you? Yeah, but you're but you were similar to me though too. Like you oh, have your own That's, process, and you're so fucking like type. I gotta do. I gotta. I gotta That's walk my my us. twenty thousand steps. I gotta go to sleep at this time. I gotta wake up. And I gotta have my coffee. I'm like Jesus, bro. I'm I really like, fucking chill. We're both very intense. <laughs> you're way worse yeah. than like, me, dude. Way worse. Like you and really people are. Don't you're probably way worse. Think that, but yeah. like, it's way more chill. It shows maybe different things. As soon as I don't have my routine, I just I. I'm like depressed or I'm Mm -hmm. crazy and yeah. But that's the thing that's so interesting about taking the time off is it exposes the thing is I still have a routine. I don't just sit, but like, so what, what, what would be, um, a rushed stressed workout? I don't want to do at the end of a long ass day of working from six to six becomes like the most joyous one hour. Actually, I actually create, I come up with some new shit Mm -hmm. and it's a joyful process. And, um, it just takes it down to the bare bones, like the skeleton of your... Yeah, because actually our trip did have a lot of routine. Like you said, every morning we wake up, we would have the coffee. We would talk. We would maybe watch a show. Then we would go down to the go hiking. It's and like, like the vacation was, routine. It, yeah, exactly. That's what I love. Like, we love to have our vacation yeah. routines. We just did I, it. We just did it in Coronado. And I love that. And it's so therapeutic and helpful. Um, I do... 
I think the social media break, I know you've kind of, we, you've, we've really never taken one, to be honest. No, but like, I don't, like, and this is not a knock Which would be so helpful. This is not a knock BJ. I don't do it the same but way you do. But you're also so good mm. at not consuming it. Like, you I just, don't give a fuck Like, he's about so good at, doesn't, he doesn't look at anything. anything. I don't Unless, care. like, I DM, or I tell him, hey, look at this, look how, f-. he rarely looks at anyone's profiles or feeds and where care. I'm opposite and that's where I struggle where I would really benefit from not having it and not looking at it for a long time and then hopefully becoming more creative and figuring out what I want to do with my life moving forward. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's well, that's part of it too is th- so this last detox uh, I came back to it where okay now now I'm going to I'm, go- I'm going more to that level where um, you know it's, it's I'm I'm about to be 41. I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm done with trends. Yeah. I'm just going to make timeless mm-hmm. content for as long as I need to make it. And it, it's beyond just a post and ghost where, um, it, it, it's now, I'm, I now look at it, what it is, which is, it is the least important part of my day. Finally, like mm-hmm. it, it was, it was for about a decade, the most important part of every day I had. Yeah. And, uh, cause dude, you're so in it. Oh, I, I was too into it, studying it. Um, but to your to your defense, like we have to be. Like, but it got you to where you are today. Yeah, like we're like, you. and yeah. I remember like sitting with like you and I and Alexia had dinner, and it's like this fucking mastermind of like, here's what we're gonna do, and here's what we're doing, and you would be like, okay, man, if you post on these times, but if you post twice a day, and then if you like, you would break down all this shit, and I'm like, Heather, he's fucking losing his mind, dude. <laughs> I, I, I was, go, I, I go, was, but. It, my shit has grown substantially because of the things like that you would do and look at where I was just more like, well, fuck it. I'm just going to post what I think is dope shit and like, I'm just going to get off and do whatever. Now you can get, there's a, a level there where like, I'm probably not enough into it and you would go 20 levels too deep. There's probably a median somewhere, but at, to your point, it's not real life. No. Like, and it's hard because, and I've said this before to her, I go, we go places and people will know us. Like will come up to us at more dinner so or they'll you, say like, yeah. 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 Hey Jeremy, like you're great. And I'm like, hey Roger, like nice to meet you. Whatever the fuck. And it's super humbling. This Roger guy's becoming a stalker. I'm concerned. Yeah. Or I use Rick. <laughs> Rick. He says Rick. I use Rick. Roger from the Midwest. What are you doing here in Arizona? Well, I use Rick a lot, but there's a guy here, one of the man brothers. His name is Rick, so I don't want to like piss yeah, him off. Yeah, he's gonna get insecure. Uh, but, <laughs> like, is he talking about me? Like, and that's and it's a super cool thing. And I would always say, I'm like, you know, in my normal life, like my friends, like the 30 dudes, like I grew up with, and then obviously the people in college and whatever. That's not that many people. Plus the members here. Hundreds of thousands of people know you, like on the internet, and so mm-hmm. you get into this weird space where we didn't grow up with it. So my validation doesn't come from it. Where it's like, well, is is this more real or is this real? Like this is the fucking real world. I go, but this is so small compared to this thing. Mm-hmm. And I work with thousands of people here, and I and hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of people like know you here. But in your real life, it's only this. And then you get to the age, probably, hopefully, if you're older, like, well, these are my real friends. These are the people who I can really touch and talk to. And so you start to value that more than this digital shit where a lot of people now I think in our space and even just in the world they value this fake thing like where the it's, Gen Z it's curated yeah. shit like uh, no offense like we're real on there as we can be but we're not like we don't fucking argue on there like I don't really post the pictures I take of you like on the airplane in there and shit oh, you know like when I, I would kill you yeah <laughs> like, like that's like we don't do that we, we're giving you what we want you to see. And I'm as authentic as I can be, you guys. I'm not going to share every shitty day because, like, I'm not trying to fucking depress you. But I'm like, I just try to be the fitness motivational person for you guys. But it's confusing because it's like you guys run businesses off of social media. And it's like there's no guidebook, training manual. Mm-hmm. There's no 
mentor really. I mean, yes, you can like have mentors that, but it's so but new. But we're the first. You were the first. Yeah. You know, we all got it when it first was invented, basically. And so I think that, yeah, it's just very confusing on how to utilize it and how much do you apply or how much effort and time do you put into it. And everybody, I guess, choose, makes a choice on how they want to use it for their business moving forward. And, like, you don't want to become a dinosaur and not know what's going on. Because it's free marketing. You know, it's a lot free of it, marketing yeah. and also just, like, culturally, a lot of what culture is now is based on what happens on the Internet. It's crazy, and it crosses over. So it's like, I don't want to be that person that's like, what's going on? Like, I don't know anything. I don't get the jokes, you know? Like, I don't understand. But at the same time, again, it's not real life. It's not important. But I also want to know, you know, I don't want to just, like, turn into dust when I'm yeah. 50. You know I'm, what I mean? I'm already like, dust. Yeah, so... It, it is that balance, but like personally, actually, it's funny. I don't follow any fitness accounts. I'm the worst <laughs> fitness uh, wife, but oh, I would say that makes might make you the best, best fitness wife. Yeah. Like, like I, it's probably very helpful. It's very yeah. good yeah. for my mental health because I don't. It's like I had the realization, like while I do like physical pursuits, I like to be active and stuff like that. I'm my priorities or what's important to me is actually outside of fitness. And I honestly don't care what a lot of people are doing in fitness. So why am I following all this stuff? Even people I like, I was like, I think you're a really cool person, but, mm -hmm. um, but also I kind of hate a lot of, it's toxic. I hate a lot yeah. of fitness mm -hmm. on the internet. So I'm like, well, I'm not just going to follow this for the sake of it. It's just, yeah, it is very toxic. It's unhealthy in a lot of ways. Yeah. yeah. And so I, that's the other thing that you kind of, like you mentioned, we kind of grew up, Yes, with experiencing the it for yeah. the first time. Yeah, we are kind of like, we knew life before it, we know life with it, and we're figuring out how to use it. And for me, it's like, at the end of the day, you do curate your feed and what you see. Mm -hmm. So I see a lot of plants and animals <laughs> and, um, you know, people, you know, beautiful locations in the world. Like, I just was like- You have like, to be intentional with exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm I like- I could be better with not that. Not following fitness was was great for me. And I we, see enough fitness every fucking day. Oh, God. I don't yeah, have to and follow we have, more. We have our husbands that we film exactly. all the time. But I'm you with and the person I, that's on the screen that people see. I don't need more of it. But you and I are like, we're the wives that had our husbands plastered all over the internet. Like, yeah. Half naked for so long. Yeah. And I think like, I don't know. It's just a whole. <laughs> I know. I'm like, put your, yeah, put your money, put money, those money. titties out. Put them titties out, BJ. Shake them. Um, <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> no, it's funny. Stick your ass out. Yeah, our Let me get this angle. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, okay, honey. Our neighbor, he, or no, our landscaper was telling me that he was driving through the neighborhood the other day. And BJ goes on these like insane sauna walks. It's like 110 degrees out. He's walking, you know, in his four inch shorts and he's shirtless and he said um he was driving and he saw this woman was like unpacking her groceries and she saw bj and she like stopped everything she was she doing and did like a groceries. double take yeah <laughs> and then he's like do you get jealous and i was like no i don't get jealous that's how we make i'm like i have all this because of that but i'm like everyone look look uncle baby I biscuits I like, sign I, up i, sign I, up. I was like I, we've been together since we were 19 like i don't have that like i don't get jealous like i have nothing like Good luck and trying she, to come. By the way, she signed up too when I was like two seventy five. Oh yeah, he was Football. a D line. Like, I, I was a big. I would feed guy. him sandwiches like cattle. I worked at the the deli, and I would bring him sandwiches, and he would just like inhale sandwiches. Oh my god, um, eight times a day, bro. I, I I would eat the sandwich, and I would choke down like muscle milk. Oh my god, it was, it was the, like bro. yeah. And then the second you stopped, like it, was, I swear it felt like 
two months you dropped like 50 pounds. it was crazy it was just insane yeah. but yeah um i just could not imagine you in the shorts bj shorts walking around our neighborhood i would die like we're the, yeah. to see the neighbor's reaction especially because we like know our neighbors yeah, yeah but that, it's like it's but different they, don't, they never for years they didn't even know they thought i was single they never even knew because they don't <laughs> see him he's gone at work all the time they literally are like oh like our next door neighbors were like oh i didn't know you were married i was like yeah <laughs> for like nine years <laughs> See, I'm a stay-at-home man. Yeah, he is a he's a stay-at-home so man. That, so I, I'm in the neighborhood. It's different though too because like they can come like you can't like meet him. Like they can come like talk to me. Like you know what I'm saying? Like people can come here. Yeah, that's crazy. You know what I mean? Like oh, that's yeah, yeah. Just like, show up. like where we locked a door a lot most of the time. Like it's locked right now. Like we lock. And no offense. Like like two people came by this week. It was great from like Utah and somewhere else to like buy T-shirts and hang out and say hi, which is super cool. But that's a different thing. Like if I'm walking around the air park with no fucking clothes on like i got all these motherfuckers here and then like people just driving by like oh jeremy's out just doing his thing today like so i try not it's a different i think also i don't know maybe we're just weird like genuinely like i when we live in thousand oaks and it's cold it's a it's colder there so like during the winter i'd say it can get down to like 40 something at night i know the people in the northeast are like shut the fuck up yeah or in the, in the midwest like shut the fuck up but we would i remember once it, I think because we work from home, we're a little strange, like, because we've lost some social norms. But I got this, like, long hoodie that I wanted to wear in the house. It was, like, this, like, coat. Snuggy. Yeah, it was, like, it was, like, this. Oh, yeah. I just got some ad online, and it was, like, it just looks so cozy. And it's, like, oh, it's perfect for hoodie weather. So it was, like, this long thing. It went, it goes down to my ankles. And I didn't realize at the time, but the hood was pointy. So it kind of looked like an elf. I didn't realize it. <laughs> but it was so cozy. I kept on beaches, like. I want one of those. So I, it was for women. So I ordered him a three X L like big woman's I version. Like a big bitch out there, bro. I <laughs> and then we started walking the dogs. In like them. So we would heads. go to our neighborhoods and, and we would look like two giant wizards. Um, and he wouldn't wear <laughs> pants. So he, it looked like a dress. He looked like he was like a wizard and we, it so didn't even occur to us. Like one day I realized I'm like, do you realize how weird we must fucking like look walking down the block? Yeah, the me window. and my yes. Oh, there like, they are on their walk. Yeah, there they are with the two dogs and the wizard, the wizarding couple. But it honestly was so comfortable. I didn't my, care. My name was Akbar because I looked like a Middle Eastern oh, yeah. magician. <laughs> yeah, you had a beard. Oh yeah, you had too. the beard. And, yeah, it was yeah. like right here uh, down but, there. But yeah, it's fun too because I kind of do like that. You don't care. You know what I mean? Like a lot of guys wouldn't be caught dead wearing a wizard. A hoodie, a, a hoodie material no, wizard gown that almost looks like a dress in their neighborhood. But I like that shit. But I also think like you both, that's where, that's why you have become so successful independently and together is because you don't, you care. don't care. And like, that's something I've still struggle with. And, um, and that's why you have become so successful too. And I think it's also like if I always wonder if I didn't work for a big cor corporation, if I would feel more free. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you do have way, to be you like, know? you do have to still like, cause like there's people that listen to this. Yeah. You, you know? just have to act and a it's certain so, way. It's yeah. kind of puts you in a box or, mm -hmm. and, uh, but no, I, I think that's awesome. And good well, for you, you. You can't survive. You can't survive <laughs> in this space. Like if you give a shit, mm -hmm. like oh, it'll you, break you, you, it'll break you fast. You can start caring if that's how you are and either, you're going to not care or it's just going to just fold you up like a lawn chair real quick, especially like the biggest platforms, the bodybuilding.coms back in the day. Then the men, like sometimes I'll still go through men's health and read the YouTube comments. <laughs> like it's fucking amazing. Like just how vicious people are. Oh my God. I go. So if you can get through that, like, 
anything else is fine. But you have to already like have this gene of like, well, I don't give a shit. Or you made yourself so fucking fit, you're basically bulletproof to whatever, and you're like, well, I don't give a fuck anyway. Whatever, like however you cope with it. But for people listening, like if you're going to go on the internet, you kind of have to not give a shit. Because again, Mm -hmm. if no one ever says you suck, your stuff probably doesn't matter enough anyway. Like that's kind of how I always looked at it. Oh, sorry. No, no, I mean, honestly, the the biggest, so for the biggest problem I had with with that was I'm an all or nothing person. So if I'm going to answer one comment, I have to answer them all. And the other side of it now is, oh, okay, I'm, I'm just, <laughs> you, there's no access anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's going to come, when it comes to the algorithm, it it's comes at the greatest cost. It basically means that nobody's going to see, nobody knew was going to see my stuff anymore. But that's where I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, again, like, if, if the content isn't good enough to break through, it's not good enough. And that's fine. And, and I'll figure out another way to do it. Because... Being on demand at people you don't know, like that's what I'm saying. Like, so I did I did two years in in, in a true corporation, and I was just telling her the other day, like, what? Wow, man, like, you really I got a lot out of the opportunity, mm-hmm. but I squandered so many opportunities while I was there. I had I had access to um, people that I could have I could have networked I could have gotten a network for the rest of my life, and I basically just went inside and. Uh, you know, I could have been in every one of those shoots. I only did one shoot where I, I met with a celebrity, JJ Watt, because uh, it was in Wisconsin. I remember that. Yeah, but I could have been in every one you of those. You could have been to every. Wow. Oh, yeah, because I'm a fitness director. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I just, again, this is a lot of my own personal problems of just being antisocial and wanting to do things my way and not liking, no collaboration. Like, David Jack is the exact opposite. He'll show up to a DVD <laughs> shoot and say, "Okay, what are we gonna sh- what are we gonna shoot? What are we doing, dude? <laughs> I lo- I love him, and he is a generational talent. Something he has something I will never have. Um, he showed up to Palm Springs to a video shoot with like all of us, me, Colleen, uh, Mike, Corey G, you name it. You were putting it on at the CrossFit box. Everybody oh, submitted. Right, yeah. Everybody submitted their stuff ahead of time. Alexia, uh, fuck, dude, I can name Ashley Horner." Just a stud cast of people. He's fucking in the back. We rode in the car there together from the hotel. He's in the back of the fucking box over there on a whiteboard that he got from the CrossFit box, just writing shit down real quick. <laughs> That's what the fuck he wanted to do. I, like, I'm sure I submitted my stuff within an hour of you sending the email out. I go, but that's like what he would do. Yeah, but the thing is, um, my, my idea of collaboration, and the only way we made that DVD work was, okay, how about this? You design this workout, I'll design this workout. Then you just so we. That's but, not collaborating. No, it's not yeah. exactly. Yeah. So I, I am. That's th- an anthology. Th- it's like a workout anthology. And and that's an embarrassment. How can you be a forty, nearly forty-one year old man, and you're incapable of collaboration? I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I've managed to accomplish that, but but even then, those two years, um, unable to navigate, like just the fatigue of like. Okay, the reason I like doing work with people is I don't have the, the energy to talk mm-hmm. about how we set this up, how to plan this. I just want to get the work done as fast as possible and get on with the next thing. I don't have the ability to do what you do, which is planning, networking, mm-hmm. uh, being able to smile when you want to cry. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that some days you feel like you want to break down, but you've got to go there and you've got to talk to these yeah. people on this big account and entertain them. Or I, I don't, I don't like, have that I'm- ability. Just what am I doing? Because I've been doing something for so long, the same thing over and over. No, I couldn't do like. And I'm like, still I, showing yeah. up. No, I think a lot of people. I I noticed 
so I like to consume Reddit, speaking of social media, and there's this, our, our adulting is a subreddit, and people will just talk about adulting, and almost daily I'll see someone post like, I'm 25 years old, and is there more to life? All I do is wake up, go to work, eat dinner, and is this it? I don't see the point, and everyone's like, yeah, I hate to break it to you, this is life. <laughs> like, it's, a, you know, like, it's, unless you were born yeah. wealthy, and even those people can be miserable oh, if they 100%. don't have a purpose. Yeah. Yes. It's like, yeah, I mean, if you don't figure out a purpose or something mm-hmm. greater, yeah, you're, basically it's just a big mm-hmm. cycle and then you die. Right. And like people, you know, especially I think now with that younger group growing up, seeing everyone bragging about their lives. Yeah. They think everything's going to be like. In the comparison. Yeah. Or, yeah. Like everything's going to be amazing. And they follow people who have like, I don't know, yachts or like the perfect Jets. homestead <laughs> or whatever the thing is you want to be. And it's like, oh, no, like first you have to like just figure out how to function as an adult, independent adult and do boring shit you don't want to do every day. Repeatedly. Consistently. Yes. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> it never ends. Like every day. Your laundry gets dirty again. Every day the dishes get dirty again. Yes, your food, the fridge, the food in your fridge runs out. Before you do, and now you do all that, yeah, you also have to go to work and you got to pay your bills and you got to deal with, I mean, it's like, yeah, life is that. And it's just managing it and and also finding, I'm kind of a nihilistic person. Like Mm -hmm. I kind of am like, I guess in a way, like you say, like no one really gives, like when it comes down to it. No, like when it really comes down to it, how many people really give a shit about you are really going to make a sacrifice for you. And I get that because there's also very few people I would do that for. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, but I don't think life is meaningless. I think you have to create what that meaning is for you. And I don't think there's one universal meaning or whatever. But yeah, a lot of that is going to mean you got to do a lot of shit you don't want to do. Because, you know, we live in this society that makes us use money. <laughs> like I don't know, I don't have any other fucking solutions outside it's of coin, that. It's coin collection. And yeah, we, coin call, collection we say co- collecting links. coins. That's how. Like yeah. it's like yeah. a video game. But I was like, if you if you like what you do most of the time, like that's mm-hmm. all anybody can really ask for. So I yeah. tell people I'm like, just enjoy most of what you do. And yeah, do I like all of it? No, but I'm like the stuff I don't like is typically the shit that like makes real money. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I've learned to accept it and like be good at that stuff, and then like marry it with the other things. And also, like, yeah, it matters to me, and I think it's important, like, in the moment. But I think it, like, Derek Rose said this, actually. He was like, dude, in 50 years, like, no one will even mm-hmm. give a fuck about me. In 100 years, no one will know I even existed. And I'm like, Derek Rose was the MVP of the NBA. And I'm like, okay, if no one's going to know Derek Rose was here, I'm like, no one will probably give a shit that I was here. So, like, you tell me I suck shit on Instagram, like, really doesn't mm-hmm. fucking matter, dude. I'm like, and you're not going to pay my bills and, like, live my life, and we're not really friends, so I don't give a fuck. And I'm like, I'm just going to help the people I help. Make them money I make, and I'm like, I'm cool with it. When they when people approach you on the streets, do they say, "Are you Jeremy Scott?" So we were just thinking, well, <laughs> his BJ's pet peeve was when people ask him if he. It's is, like is you who know I is. am. Well, like, <laughs> but I wear the same shit. I only have like, like t- ten outfits. Yeah. One guy was like, "Hey, I think you're the the influencer I follow. Are you oh. Jeremy?" And then we're like, "Yeah, my brother-in-law was like influencer. He doesn't even have social media." Oh, and my mom was like, "What's an influencer?" Oh my god! <laughs> and um, but just in Coronado, someone we were having dinner at the resort, and a super couple, nice, super, super nice. cute couple from Bend, Oregon, came up and um, introduced them. The husband introduced and said he was a big fan, and um, so we met them. But yeah, they'll be like, "Are you Jeremy?" Or I'm, or they just know and. The, Either they like looked on social media and they were like, oh, they're staying at the same resort or something. 
I try not to post the stuff until we like leave. Until you that's leave. No, that's smart. Yeah, that's, that's smart. <clears throat> and you, you also like when people go, you're BJ Gador. Like, cause it's like, yes, I like it. Like they're telling you, you know, this but is, in, in fairness, it's like, how do you, there's no good way to approach a person like that. I, I, I have a, basically I'm convinced I'm going to have one of the funniest deaths of all time. And and one of the one of the possible deaths is someone says, "Are you BJ Gador?" And I turn around and I see <laughs> the end of a barrel of a gun, <laughs> which is ent- by the way entirely possible. Oh someone yeah, someone that may have Welcome. pissed off or someone that just fucking hates me yeah. to the core. Um, so it, it well, makes me very nervous. Well, someone recently came up to you and they said, "Are you BJ Gador?" And you said, "Depends on why you're asking." I did say that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it depends on who's asking. And uh, but then like. Then what they the, say. The con- so that's that's the, what I'm saying. The conversation. He was actually very stops. nice. We nice, were at a grocery guy. store and great we had a guy. great guy. I yeah. wish him the most amazing life, but at the same time, why would you ask me the question? Mm-hmm. I just think he was genuinely couldn't believe that you were there. It was a it was, it was, was like a random ass struck. spot. We were in like this There's tiny no little market here. in Topanga. No <laughs> but it's just a funny uh, question yeah. to ask because and then there's this moment where it's like what what's what are we talking about next? Oh, dude, like, because we were, when uh, Connor and I had dinner in Minneapolis. Oh, yeah. He came up to me, and my best friend is right there. And I only see him, like, once a year, and the guy's like, oh, Jeremy, like, huge, like, came up to our dinner in between us, like, shook my hand, everything. I'm like, oh, thanks, bro. And then, like, just kind of. Big fan of your work or something. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Connor, Connor's who like, literally just got Instagram for the first time this like, year. Really? And he's 40. He's like, oh, those people are low. They must wow. be so confused. He's like, does this, like, happen? He's like, what the fuck what is, is this? How does this happen? <laughs> How does this guy know you? I'm like, I don't. The internet, the bro. internet. It's no, kind of a wild. It's it a weird. It's a wild thing. It's cool. Yeah. But it's. What, yeah, what's crazy about the internet, too, is because things are so compartmentalized now. Like, it used to be everything was centralized, right? There was TV and movies. And so someone was famous was famous to everyone. But, like, someone could have, like, five million followers and someone else would be like, I've never heard of that person. I have oh, no yes, idea who yes. they are. They're just, I don't know them from anyone. But someone else will be, like, hysterically crying at the sight of this person. Like, it, there's just, like, these mini celebdoms yeah. now. And it's just so weird. For, for, for random ass things, too. F- fandom is, so fandom is really just fascinating to me because... Like, I've never had, we talked about this, I've never had a desire to meet people that I've idolized or looked up to as a child. I love, I love. They say don't meet your heroes. Yeah, from a distance, <laughs> phenomenal. Like, now, if, if, it, if it was something that was organic, like if I organically ended up in a situation with Mike Tyson outside of the ring. Like on an, aer- <laughs> like on, like on an airplane. Yeah, yeah. Well, or no, like, you no, know no, someone. No, no, it, would, like- it would have to be like, it would have to be like some sort of project or unique uh divine type of situation where like I was on a hike and Mike Tyson, I would never approach Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson approached me. I'm going to talk to Mike Tyson. You know what I'm saying? Like, but yeah. by the way, like Mike Tyson, if, if we're talking about someone that's had like an impact on my life, uh, top 10 individuals that have impacted me uh, in the progression of my life, which is, it's like people listening. It's like, this says a lot, um, <laughs> but, but I'm also a Lakers fan and I see, I just see how people react to losses or just the, the, the scrutiny some athletes get. And it, just, it fascinates me because it, it just, it makes, it's very, it's very sad to me sometimes because it's like, you know, people think they're so different and essentially I, I, it's hard for me to actually even verbalize it. I, I've talked to you about this a little bit too, but fandom in general, I, I find it very depressing <laughs> I mean, like, because what, why, like, what, what, why do we have to have 
Well, and I it's think it's an elevation of putting other people pe- on a pedestal. That's what I'm saying. And, and the pedestal. I think what's particularly when we talked about what makes it so depressing is how quick the 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 biggest fans will then be to if you do one thing that isn't perfect or that mm-hmm. offends them in some way, none of the to other turn things. On you. Oh yeah. my god! And they'll turn on you in a way because they're they're more hurt because they worshipped you and they put you on a pedestal and. So you have those people, it's almost like a personal offense, even though you've never met this person, but now you are dead to them because you did one thing that they didn't like. I mean, really, that's basically what, it, it's always been the case, but again, because media is consumed at such an intense rate and people are so, now see daily lives. I mean, I, I, there's, I don't think there's almost a person now that's going to come out unscathed where they, if they hit a big thing, there isn't someone looking to find a way to like bring them down. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like a sport for people now. It's like, oh, this person's gotten too popular. So now we've got to knock them down a peg. A good, it's kind of terrifying because there's people out there just hunting to do that to people. A good thing to watch is uh, we love watching trash content. We like to mix it in. You know, we'll watch the good stuff too, but it's, it's this documentary on the Amber Heard Johnny Depp trial. Oh, yeah, I wanted to see that. Which is just, it epitomizes kind of everything I'm kind of talking about, which is, well, first of all, the, the amount of content that was made off of it. like It was insane. Pe- people you think, couldn't avoid it. People think they're so funny. People think they're so creative. And they probably think this about us, too. But you know, they were doing impersonations of people in the trial and yeah. just... It was... It, this was like, I, I don't use the internet. I don't... I don't yeah. Like, you're on... You, you, like, you'll follow stuff. I, I post, but I don't actually consume it and I don't follow any of it. But then it was forced to, to watch it in, in the actual trial and then the, so they'd go to TikTok... They'd show a clip of the trial and there'd be TikTok reactions to it. I'm like, wow, this is... It's almost like a gladiator <laughs> thing so because sad, this is man. like the worst thing probably to happen... One of the worst things to happen to those two people. But everyone's treating it like a spectator sport. Mm-hmm. Like they're gleeful about, you know, two people abusing each other at they're the end ob- of the day. Just, yeah, obsessed with the drama. Exactly. And, and, and they're not... Like there's no reverence about it. Maybe there are some people, but most of it is just like, how can we entertain ourselves with this? And then the other freaky thing is, so when it first came out, he was the pure evil guy. And then, um, you know, this trial came out and it, it flipped from him being the bad guy to her being 100%. There was, there's no nuance. It went from her being the bad guy to she's literally, or him being the bad guy to now she's the devil incarnate. And he is a beautiful saint who is the victim of life and never done anything wrong, right? It's just crazy how things just like sway like that. And that's what's you know and that's why it can drive people crazy to be out there because mm-hmm. it is because they don't think you're real no yeah like, especially if you reach a any level of success or fame or whatever the fuck however you frame it you're not a real person anymore because like we've met how many people who've like oh hey jeremy scott fitness whatever the fuck all these different places we've been no one's ever been an asshole I've never been to Safeway and someone's been a dick. I've never been mm-hmm. to Minnesota or Wisconsin or Texas and people are like, I fucking hate you. Now, I can read that on the internet for sure and tell me I suck and I look like shit and that's fine, but I've never met that in real life. Like, But on the internet, it's like, well, you're not really real. Mm-hmm. Like, So you put your life out here and we can just like roast you, which is really a strange, a strange thing. And I think mm-hmm. like those guys, because it's like they're beyond critical mass. Well, you're an athlete. You make millions of dollars, so I can just say yeah. and do whatever oh, yeah. I want to. And I'm like... Well, you can, but I'm like... Is that what you want to do? But, like, would, but would you like really talk shit to like the, the strongest, most violent people like on earth? Like if you were just like walking... Like you never would do that. But it's like because they're so big, we think like we can just do and say anything. It's really a weird... Yeah, and people, people, you know, to look someone in the eye and insult them unprovoked. I mean, that's a pretty 
first of all, incredibly ballsy thing to do, but also just like an awful thing to do. And, and you completely lose that it's on so the internet. Um, and I also have a theory that a lot of those people who talk the most shit like in person are like the weakest, meekest bitches you'll ever, you know what I mean? Like they're tough internet people. I'm sure there's a few of them that are absolutely psychotic and, and would also bad. be psychotic in person. You just have to feel person, bad but, for them. Yeah. they're like and, sick. Yeah, and yeah, yeah they're obviously it's... unhappy, and I mean, I've noticed too, like, again, as as an old sage of the internet who was <laughs> there at the at the conception of Facebook, um, post-pandemic, the pandemic started really bad, but now it's like, there is nothing, like, I, it's almost like a, not a pastime, but I'll like, I'll see a video, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna click on the comments, because it will be an innocuous video, but you're gonna find one person who's gonna find something wrong Mm-hmm. with that video and like at a deep like they're like angry like it could be like someone playing with their child and it'll be like do you understand that the diaper that they were wearing was recalled in 2003 yeah. you know what i mean like it's just like are you fucking kidding me like calm it's the so fuck true. down like it, it's just and i it's sad it is sad because it's people scary. are really fucking miserable and it's obviously coming out in this facet and i don't know like, what is it going to look like in 10 years? I know, like, how bad is it going to be? Is it yeah. going to just keep, keep yeah. getting worse and worse? Yeah. Or are people going to finally just, like, have enough and it's going to, like, cycle? We don't have a cycle yet because no, this no, is new. I, I'm sorry about that. I mean, no, that, that's what... I get, what I'm trying to get at is the end game in this. It's like... So you look at... Uh, so we coach, right? <laughs> Most people that coach, they have... In basketball, you'll have 15 people on the team. Football, you might get up to 100. Mm-hmm. But you okay. have... Huge staff, yeah, kind huge of staffs. Awesome. Like, yeah. but you're potentially you're coaching thousands of people. Yeah, this is not healthy. This is not safe. This is not. This it's, is, it's impossible. It's it's impossible. And then the other side of it too is, people are getting an unhealthy level of attachment. And part of the problem, what what, what I've battled is because I I'm actually a very generous person, and but I'm also very motivated to to take care of our business. So when I saw that me being generous and kind and going like. Sending someone uh, a birthday song on their birthday for free. Exactly, yeah. And then on the other side of it, I've gotten some vitriol from those same people that just make you just want to die. Like, where where, uh, I I made them, I had helped someone, they got a a hold of my my cell, and uh, we exchanged some texts, whatever else. But then it was a continuation of texts outside of any sort of business relationship or. And now I've got to be the bad guy and, you know, like... Set uh, a boundary. Set a boundary. <laughs> yeah. What, what, are the, what are the healthy boundaries to set? And then the danger of sharing too much about yourself, them identifying themselves in you. Oh, you, you have a dog. It's <laughs> okay. That's our bond now. But so I guess what I'm trying to say is like, it's, it's a fear now, not only like you're, you're one comment away from a cancellation being wiped off the face of the earth. Uh, and I, I don't just say that as kind of curmudgeon, old, nearly 41-year-old man. It's a fact. Oh, like, 100%. Yeah. The other side of it, too, is um, getting people too attached and, and managing that. Though it is very, very good for your for your account, for your business. Um, but also, I mean, at the other side of it, then you have to kind of minimize yourself to just basically a, a tool or an avatar of like, okay, here's a workout. And I'll occasionally talk on a video, but like... You know what I'm saying? Like versus, yeah. I don't know what to do with it uh, personally. Um, but it, we are right, we are now coming on the side of this now where the the number of unhealthy attachments associated with it, and it's it is unsustainable. You're you're gonna be you're gonna be fifty. 
Okay, you'll probably uh, live to be 200 years old, bro, with, with a walking stick. Oh, dude, man, the tech, we're going to get like 3D printed organs and shit <laughs> oh, yeah, when we're yeah. like 80. But like I say, I say it all the time, though, like that's the conversations we have. You know, I'm like, this is like an athlete's life. It just happens to be longer. Like, you know, I'm LeBron, but just an extended version of that. And I'm like, I'm not going to be doing this, dude, when I'm 50 fucking three. Like, or 56, or even or whatever age. I'm like, I don't know when I'll have had enough. I'm like, maybe I'll love it forever. But I just, I don't feel that, like, inside that I'll love it forever. So I'm like, there's certain things financially that I'm not willing to commit to that I'm not willing to pay for 14 years from now because I'm not willing to deal with this bullshit. And, like, whether it's the industry or whatever, I'm like, I just don't want to do it. So to have the flexibility and freedom is what I've always wanted to do. Because, like, you know, being broke as fuck, like, most of us, like, I never had that. And, like, now I can do it. And so... I can pick and choose my spots, but there'll come a point where I'm like, yeah, I just don't want to do this anymore. Like, or whether, whether it's Instagram or whatever the fuck the thing is, I'm like, I just, I'm done, man. And I'll just like, I'll be good. And I'll be able to though. Like, that's the beauty of it. And I don't know when that comes, but when it's not fun anymore, or just like, I'm not getting anything out of it, or I don't feel like I'm giving anybody value from it probably. Cause again, it's just so, and again, I'm not trying to be... Or it's just not making you happy anymore. That's it. Where it's <laughs> just like, I've said everything I can possibly say to help you guys, <laughs> you know, forever. And, or maybe it's just a different thing. I don't I don't really Something know. Something new that you want to do. Yeah, yeah, or the cadence of it changes or or who knows. And I, and I feel that sometimes now anyway. And again, I'm not complaining about social. Like, I'm thankful that I can fucking do it and I made a ton of money and it's great. But it, you have to really just, like, be in it. Like, and, and realize people who are, if you do listen and you go to, like... And it just, it's not just us. It's anybody's... Uh, page or social media account like that's their dream dude like that's something you made up in your fucking head and now you've done it for life like you're like oh i'm gonna do ggr fitness or like <laughs> interval man Best logo or, in the bit you know or boot camp automator or stream fit or fucking the daily bj.com like all this crazy shit like you made this shit up and then it became real life but it's your life's work you know for for good or for bad and like someone's visiting your dream you know that's funded your entire life and it's your whole existence and then for people to be dicks about it. It's and like, they should well, respect it and I'm be like, wow, that's so cool that but if that you, person's trying and trying to yeah. live out their dream and but you have so many people that are so unhappy with their life but if that are ne- scared to ever pursue something like that, then mm. they hate on you. And you they know? don't even have to like it. They could just, you know, move on. Mm-hmm. Like that's the other thing. Like everyone has a voice now and it kind of sucks. <laughs> like, that, that's what I was that's everyone has got a voice. Like, everyone's got, yeah, everyone wants to be, and I get in. it. We all want to feel important and everyone is the center of their own universe for the most part. 100%. But we all have to deal with now everyone having a voice and an opinion and feeling the need to say the opinion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they have to say it. They have to get it out. It's almost like compulsion. It is a compulsion. But yeah. it's interesting because like you were, you know, we're talking about 50 years old and, you know, as you approach 40, I'm starting to think about the next, like what is retirement going to look like or what is you know what is that going to be and you know one of the things that at least personally for me we're just trying to map things out is I doubt I'm probably going to be really old before I'm doing nothing Mm -hmm. because I don't think you're wired that way yeah I think that's that could make me depressed now what will something be maybe it's just I don't know this is probably unlikely um, because I can barely keep the plants alive that I have but you know some people might just get into homesteading or something right like they spend Mm -hmm. their whole day making their food or but the point being, like, I think for us, we've kind of talked about maybe in our 50s, it's going to be like a pulling back where we just, we still do things to make money, but they're going to be very selective. Like, I'll probably just be writing at that point. Mm-hmm. So I can, I would be able to write and still have like my Thursday everyday type lifestyle. So I get purpose every day. I have a routine. There's something I'm producing, I'm creating, and it still monetizes to an extent. So I'm not 
completely relying on a 401k or anything like that. But, um, but it's certainly a reduced obligation of the pressures of having multiple businesses or just the logistics of all that. Um, but yeah, I guess, I, I don't know, like, You've been also thinking about that, like what that's oh, yeah. going to look I mean, like. It's, the thing is, I'm also very comfortable with doing nothing. I, I think it's, it's awesome. <laughs> I, think, I, mean, I, see, I think it's awesome. I think you are, but I don't, I think that if you, li- I mean, to like, you doing nothing though is still like, you're going to get up something. every day and yeah. being like. And that's what he says too. And I'm like, no, no, no. You guys yeah. will still be doing things. Oh yeah, no. I'm, I'm going yeah. to walk every day. No, I'm going to move every day. I'm going to eat, eat some solid meals, uh, watch some good content. <laughs> I'm gonna. Like I'm gonna breathe. I like to play with the dog. I mean, honestly, like that's the. And I also like to have great conversations. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. um, unfortunately, (laughs) that's none of that is actually a part of my (laughs) my day to day life. (laughs) I try to find time for it, but um, that's not true. I mean, no, it's. I also think. I mean, I. You know how he pushed me to do the podcast. I've always. I've been pushing him to write because he undersells it. But I think he's a really good writer particularly about fitness, I think he has a very good way of communicating with people in his writing mm-hmm. um, of, you know, creating a story. It's not just like this dry ass, like, oh, do this, do this, <laughs> do this. You you know how to talk to people. Make it entertaining. Yeah, and, and make it relatable. Yeah. And it's not just, I mean, it's a story. It's fitness, but you put it in a story. And I'm like, okay, you got to write more. And if you, that's something that I think that he could do in the next phase because... That is something that you're not, a, you are, you write well, but you like, you're not a fast writer, I would say. No, I'm very so you slow. need a lot more time I to edit focus as on I that. Go. But when it's done, it's done. <laughs> yeah. But I like, I'll spend, I could spend a day on a page. But I mean, my personal dream for us would be that one day he's just, a, he's just writing no, fitness that's what I'm books. Saying. Like, and it's I'm a dangerous place to be. Yeah. Oh, what? The one? Like, where I'll spend a day, I could spend a day, a whole day on a yeah, page. Yeah, you're, you're kind of a perfectionist. But yeah, like, so it's, it's, but it's what I like about that good. is it's portable. You know, you can write anywhere. We can go anywhere. We could sell everything and, Hit the yeah, road. You know what I, I mean? I would like, have to, I'd have to cut off. I'd have to shut down the app and the site. And well, that's I, the, what I'm saying, though. I'm d- talking daily about content, a future. Daily content is, is we've, we've, we're now in a situation where, I was telling her this the other day, um, you, sh- you shared that push-up video or something recently, right? Someone saw the push-up, a push-up video I made. Oh, in the app, yeah. In your yeah. app, right? Yeah. So that took me, the, 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 <laughs> the timeline of that was three months. But if I share a 15-second clip of a single exercise that'll actually get seen by more people that, that, which is very easy and quick to make. So there's no incentive to make good work anymore. And because we have to make the daily work, I can never like set aside time to make a really good paradigm shifting, life changing product for me, for me, because I I need enough creative bandwidth. Like Jeremy said, it's almost like people don't care about quality work anymore. Mm -hmm. Everything is, I mean, certain things come through if they're lucky, if they hit the zeitgeist or if they're lightning in a bottle, but a lot of people just want like the 15 second fragments of information. I that's obviously yeah. what's hitting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but, or what's being proliferated ultimately at the end of the day, what we see is what they, what the, the particular social media site wants us to see. But yeah, it, it's I mean, really, it's literally 50, you know, right now it's like, it's, it's like 12 to 15 seconds. They won't even like, if it goes to 30 seconds, it'll be something that'll <laughs> go from back being, at his thing. He's no, back I'm at saying, his, I've his seen calculations. It. I'm like, yeah. so, so you see this and it's like, okay, so you're telling me that <laughs> if I, if I spent 15 more seconds explaining this in, in more detail to you, half of you will leave. It's crazy. The intention span. Yeah, dude. Yeah. But we see it with our stuff. Like it's, that's why I, I don't have an answer for, for young people, fitness people specifically who mm-hmm. want to do this. I'm like, bro. 
you have to understand, like, I can't win even with my people who like fucking love me, like Jeremy Scott for life. Like, hey, when you make these videos, can you just, you know, not do the, the clips, just do a video of you talking for three minutes? I'm like, yeah, dude, we do it all the time. And then I have 80% of my people, can you not do these fucking videos of you talking, just do the clips? I'm like, mm-hmm. well, yeah, dude, but I'm like, you don't know how to do a kettlebell swing. So if I don't fucking talk you through it, you're just going to watch me do it. And then you think that you're doing what you're watching, but you're not. Like, I can watch Heather sit at her job and fill out forms. And I guess I can sit there and pretend I can fill out the forms, but I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Fill out forms. She's a professional form filler. Whatever. Yeah, you mean no. like... Like whatever you do. Okay. Like you see, I don't yeah. fill out forms. Like here's, <laughs> like, like, here's what Heather does. So yeah, he clearly doesn't, he clearly can't do it. He doesn't yeah, do it. Yeah. But I can pretend I can go to the yeah. meetings and sit there and like, oh, here's PowerPoint and pretend I don't, but I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. He doesn't even know to do a PowerPoint. <laughs> oh my God. I have not done one PowerPoint. She, so I did this, I did this <clears> speech for, uh, as Marriott people. Mm-hmm. There's like 150 of them. And the guy's like, are you going to bring like a PowerPoint or anything? And I go to Heather, I'm like, I'm, I'm like crying laughing. I'm like PowerPoint. I'm like, I don't even know how to fucking use PowerPoint. I'm like, and unless... like I use PowerPoint all the time to yeah. do presentations yeah. to like clients. Yeah. He's like, you need a mic or anything? I'm like, nah, dude. I just show up. I'm yeah. good, bro. I'm like, I don't do any of that shit. It's just so opposite. But I'm like, the point is, is that you can't win because most people won't watch a four minute video of actually helping them. They just want to see a simple clip of you doing it, even though the pattern is so much more nuanced than that. Mm-hmm. but the market wants what it wants. So who am I to decide? Like, I think the way we used to do online stuff was better, but the market decided this is better. The way I really would, would do fitness here would be different. Like, hey, you guys, we just need to do mobility for like a fucking month before we even get you into stuff. But then no one would be here. So it's like, what am I supposed to do? Like, you guys kind of meet them where they're at. And that's the hard part. Like, the older you get, the more you're like, and again, the, the bigger your audience or the deeper it is, the more shit I can say, and they're just willing to, to follow up blindly because they just they trust in you and they believe in you. But I can't anymore sit across from one here and try to sell them on why they should sign up and be here. If you want to be here, cool. If you don't, like, I don't give a fuck, dude. Like, if you don't value what we do, then just go. And if it's just on price, you can go somewhere for cheaper. Like, you do get to an older age where you're just less likely to put up with bullshit. Mm-hmm. or sell people on the things that you know they need to do and it's nice like if you can be in a position to pick and choose it's great and that's always what i want to do and then if it's not fun anymore then i won't do it that's pretty much like where i'm at with most things but i do want to help people and there's stuff i would always do here like if the guys want to work out at six o'clock in the morning and come on a sunday like i'm happy to rip it forever i just don't want to do everything at scale this way or have mm-hmm. to do it for 15 years or 20 years and feel like i'm, I'm hanging on to like what it used to be like, the minute I feel like that, I'm like, I'm Jordan from the Bulls, dude. I'm not Jordan from the Wizards. Like, I can't do that. How is he uh, different at 40 versus 20, or I guess the first first uh, year you met him? You're definitely more mature. No, you've mm. always been pretty mature and wise. Clear, old, clearly. Old soul. <laughs> kind of an old man, even back in the day. <laughs> no. um, I'm trying to think. This is a good question. You definitely, I feel like, have embraced more of, of like, doing things that make you happy versus back in the day feeling like you had to, um, yeah, just work your life away. Well, you <laughs> Which just I have, get it. You have to put in the time and, it's just and, a and season. the hours. But that's but, how I look at this. It's yeah. like you're if you're an athlete, I'm like, this is the stages you went in. Like, And, and again, I'll give David Jack the credit. Like He's like, you don't have to do this the same way you, you used to do it because the reps are already done. He's like, and I can leave here now 
And like, yeah, I'm like, I know there's certain people like, oh, Jeremy's gone this week. The end of the day, they really don't give a fuck. Like they do, but they don't. They just want to make sure it's open so they they're can not, get their work out. Mm-hmm. They're not quitting. They're not leaving. They're not complaining about who's here. They know I'm going to come back, but I'm like, it doesn't matter if I'm here or not. And so I coach way less in person than I ever have by far. Mm-hmm. Like most people would never do it at all at this point, honestly. Um, it is a gift that I do come in here. So if you guys are listening, it is a gift. <laughs> um, but it's like, I'm okay with that and I'm fine. And I say no to way more things now. Yeah. I feel like you've gotten way better about showing your personality to people versus being so private and closed off and hard to get to know. Like you still are always going to be more like a, it takes a while for you to get to know and trust somebody, but you've definitely opened up Because they're all users, dude. They're all fucking users, bro. They'll steal from me. <laughs> Fuck. No, I'm just saying, like, in general, just being more social than when I first met you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks. Interesting. So he's a more social man. Yeah, I would say you're, you've gotten better. I mean, from, like, zero to, like, a two. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and, I don't, As in he'll go to events? I just meant like hanging out with our friends even just. Oh, I don't do events and shit. No, no, I'll do things if it fits what I want to do. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I knew, but I know this, like there's certain people in this, no offense, you have to go to events to do shit. The internet has given us the ability to not do that. And I can turn it on and off when I want to. And now when you make enough money and do enough things, like you get to pick and choose the people you want to work with and the places you want to go. And I killed myself to do that. I'm like, but that's worth it to me. To have the ultimate, yeah, no, yeah, fuck you, fuck you, yeah, no. Like, that's awesome to me. Like, to me, that's the big house. That's the cars. Mm-hmm. That's the everything. I'm like, to have this, like, for better, lack of a better word, like, from a position of fuck you, everything I do. And that's awesome. And it's more fun, though, because now everybody who comes here is cool. So nobody here yeah. sucks. Mm-hmm. We don't have to take people. We don't have to work with people. And if you don't like our stuff, like, you can go somewhere else. I'm happy to refer you. Like, there's, it's this, you know, when you first start a business, I think when you're young, you're like a jealous little bitch and you think like, oh, this guy got this over me. And, and you have that. And then you wake up and you're like, well, that's a weak thought. I, I shouldn't have that. And it's like a scarcity mindset. And at some point you're like, it's from abundance. I'm like, I already won. I live in the nicest place I've ever lived. I have the most money I've ever had. I'm like, I'm, I'm winning 24-7, 365. And that's like where I operate from. So it's easier to be yourself or social or whatever because it's like you've created an environment of everybody who around you is cool. And the only people that suck are just random people on the internet sometimes. And it's so few and far between because most of the interactions are super positive. But it's just a different stage of life, though, too. You know more, like, than at 25 to 40, hopefully. Yeah. And that that is the goal. What, what, do, what do you get? <clears throat> Let me ask you this. What do what are your friends, your friends, his friends, or collective friends think about his social media presence? Well, it seems like, like half of them don't even know. <laughs> uh, no, the ones like our friends here do. Actually, our friends also where we both grew up know. Now, now they do. Some of them are yeah. part of like the app or in our groups or a lot of our friends come here in person. So they're used to it and they make fun of him. Like it's just like a joke oh, a yeah, lot of the time. Yeah. The the one the, where it became for my older friends, because a lot of the dudes like we play basketball with or older than me in um, the beginning it was super hard to ex- it was awkward you know for me to explain or oh yeah even now sometimes i'll have like a co-worker like finally figure out like oh my god your husband's on the internet like that i'm like yeah 
because they see it as like a like a numbers game. I go, but for for our friends, it was uh, like Rosillo. Like when I would go on Rosillo's podcast, and when he talks about me and stuff, because they're like, that's from SVP, Rosillo, ESPN, that era. My friends, you know, 43, 44, 45, were like, oh, fuck, you're like, you know him. I'm like, well, yeah, like we, he's a normal dude. He's like me. We just talk shit on a podcast and hang out. And like, but for them, that became like, oh, you're like, you're you, legit. You yeah. do yeah, this. You're real. Like, you're I'm the like, real deal. But a lot of them still, I think, don't even understand how like, it works like monetizing a brand in a business. Oh yeah, you know. So like, yeah. it's not even. They just see like, oh, you have a huge following, you know. Yeah, like if people <laughs> knew, like I think that's the. And again, I don't give a shit about the money stuff, but in, that's what people value, though. Like we keep stats. That's just fucking life, dude. And if I'm like, hey man, this sponsorship pays me this per year, they would shit their fucking pants and be like, oh fuck, why are you doing all the stuff you do? I'm like, well, because I like it and it's fun and, and I like to do it. And then that, then it becomes like, oh, you're like a real person. And I don't like that part of it. That's why I don't share a lot of that stuff. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, it's kind of bullshit. Like, oh, because a lot of people follow me or because I'm on this, you know, I work with this brand or I make this money, I'm like important. I'm the same fucking dude either way. And the crazy thing is like, and you are too, like we've been saying the same shit for 10 years. It's just now some of the platforms are bigger and you make more money because of it. And some of them get it and some of them don't. But they know, they all know like, this is what I do. Like, there's no, like, oh. Or some of them just don't care, which I totally appreciate. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. Because, like, again, like, we're all, I'm just or the same. Or our families, like. Yeah, yeah. You're not that person that. They, they know that that's just. Like, your sister an doesn't even have in a Instagram. Oh, my right? sister, like, doesn't. Fuck. She, she's living the dream. My sister, <laughs> my sister has no clue. Like, she knows, like, I work a lot. But that's about it. Like, no idea I am Jeremy Scott Fitness or nothing. Yeah. No, yeah, actually, when my family would be like, how's work going? I'm like, it's good. Like, I, the last thing I want to talk about them, I'll be like, yeah. oh, it's good. Anyways, like, we don't need to talk about that stuff. Yeah. Like, everything's fine, whatever. It's not. It's just hard to explain. Yeah, and it's yeah. just like, I'd rather, you know, like, not. Like, <laughs> like my, dad, other stuff to talk my about. dad follows your Instagram. I just wonder what he thinks. Yeah, because your dad will, like, ask questions. <laughs> and, he's, and your dad's, like, the sweetest dude, you know, but he doesn't understand any of it. Mm-hmm. So I try to explain it, like... The most basic way I can. Like, what, what's an example question? He'd be like, "Well, I know last time you're having, uh, you know, some, uh, s- some, some issues with the internet stuff you're doing." And I'm like, "Yeah, you know, getting people onto the app and stuff." Like, just trying. Oh, to- that's cute. But he like he couldn't even set up his fucking watch on his phone. Yeah. I'm doing it for him when we're there, so I'm like, "Okay, let me explain like what I do." He's like, "Well, how does it work?" And I'm like, "Well, you know, I they watch videos from anywhere and like we've walked him through how to do it, but they're just not tech savvy. Yeah. No, and then yeah. to explain, like we do a podcast and like people listen to it. And then like, we like have these sponsorships listened, though, to the Rosillo podcast. I had, yeah. See, like that. that's where and he's such a big sports guys fan. And so like, like why would he'll go? get that? Like he'll think that's so cool, you know? Yeah. Like they're into that. Like, or if, you know, if we, it's the things that people that I don't, geek out about or think are cool like if we work with athletes and stuff and we can bring them in here they'll think that's the coolest thing ever and yeah it's like it's a neat novelty thing but really what it is is the average people is who we work with and that makes the biggest difference but to the outside world it's like oh like i'm not gonna say names on here but like we have people who train famous athletes who like follow all my shit and love our shit and it's like oh that's so-and-so's trainer and i'm like who gives a fuck it's one client he has of like 10 or 15 or 100 like it doesn't matter yeah but the perception of what is important First, what is not is that's the the optics of it is always weird to me and that's I why that's i was so frust- like, it's so frustrating well you never know right like i don't like, know truly changing people's lives and helping them live a healthier happier life is like our main goal with this business always 
but like people look at the flashy things or focus on yeah the like, wrong yeah. and we know that people often it's not like a celebrity is some great mind that knows how to pick <laughs> a good trainer it's all that they just happen to pick this trainer mm-hmm. most of the time and they like them and they have a good rapport with them and there's a, a gazillion equally qualified or more qualified trainers that are not training celebrities. But so like it adds a legitimacy that technically Shouldn't. isn't really, yeah, yeah, it doesn't really matter, but I get it. It's marketing. You know, mm-hmm. I train so-and-so it's a great marketing tool, but yeah, like a lot of these celebrities were hot people and they were always going to be hot people mm-hmm. and anyone can make them do workouts every day and yeah. they're going to still be hot, you know, like it's just like, it's but weird. yeah, people see that and they're like, but somebody asked me one time, eyed. why don't you train celebrities? And I said, I don't want to be a servant. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yeah. And they, they, were, they, were blo- they were blown away by it. Like, cause yeah, I mean, technically one, one or two of these people could change your life, but it's like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to just get called up at four 30 in the morning and show up for yes. a workout. Yes. Do you, that know who, do you know who I am? That's uh, fly, <laughs> pick up well, and fly over to where yeah, they're yeah, exactly. on tour with them. And yeah, well, that's the matrix guy who came in here as kid. I told you this last time he followed John wall around. For the whole season. He was his uh, PT for the whole year. He paid him like, I'm going to get the numbers wrong, maybe like 170K or something. Follow him <laughs> around the whole year. and But he would have to fly to the city the, the night before John would go. So they'd play the game, and then he'd go to the next city the night before. Oh, and he'd, go, he'd get treatment like three, four times a day. So like John would like land at some like 2 a.m. be like, hey, man, I need treatment. And so he'd have to go and do it, and then it'd be the next time like 10 a.m. or whatever it may be. And did it for a whole year. Now I think the guy works with a lot of people from Clutch Sports, and he has his own thing. So he built it off of that, which is awesome. I go, but for a 365, like, you're not married. You don't have kids. You mm-hmm. can't have a family. Like, you're a traveling fucking roadshow for this one dude. You're, and you'll yeah, do wh- servant, what he like wants, when he wants, how he wants. And I'm like, for me, that's a job. Like, that's yeah. a company paying you one check. They're your employer. I'd have to get fired by, like, fucking 3,000 some different things at one time right now today to make no money. Like, I just feel like that's a way better spot to be in. Like, even whether there are huge checks or little checks and they're all over the board, I'm like, at least I feel like I'm in control of my day. Where if you're doing that, I'm like, you have one or two people who are responsible for a majority of, like, your income and, like, they have this power over you, like, again, from a place of fuck you. Like, I don't want anybody to have, if Heather's parents call them around and say, hey, man, we'll give you a car. I'm like, no, I'm good, dude. Because then you're going to say something to me sometime of, like, you gave me this or did this. Like, I don't want that ever in my life. Like, that's why I work for myself. Like, I'll die doing this before I ever go beg for money for someone else. But that's me, though. Well, the thing, too, is interesting. Um, I've never had a personal account. You know what I mean? Like, because it was always a business account. Oh, yeah. So on all the outlets. Yeah, you don't have, like, BJ. No, no. I mean, because I, I, I would never. Guy. I would never post. I'm not going to just. Uh, I just mean, it, it's just a strange thing to do. But everyone else I know, have, if they're on it, they have their own personal account. Um. And I, I assume, because I, I always assume people think the worst of me, that they probably think I'm just a business, all I care is about business and money and whatever else like that. Um, do, do you get that at all? Like in terms of just, do they, because you, you, you don't have your own personal accounts. Where you, I mean, you, you'll share some vacation photos occasionally. But, but that's like, more just like. That's kind of my job is to show our more yeah. of our lifestyle. Like, you have a personal account, so you have one. You have one. Yeah, like I'll do um, it. I made really mine anymore. like it was personal, and then I turned it to business mm. on Instagram just so I could promote more of like JSF stuff, but to also just kind of show like Jeremy is human. Like he does fun things outside <laughs> of fitness. Like we he do have a, a life. Yeah, you well, know. Yeah. yeah, and I'll do it. Like if we go cool places, and I think it's somewhere cool people should go. Like I'll do it. It just humanizes you. I mean, not to 
I mean, this is my tactics, everybody. Like, it does make you kind of more of a human than just, like, a robot. But most of what I do just, like, is this robot shit. Um, and all I do is share business stuff. It's all connected to the app or the podcast, whether it's reach or money or whatever. I'm like, and I don't really give a shit. And if you don't like it, like you don't have to watch it or follow it. But I'm like, these are tools I use. Like, and I'm not saying I don't like to share things with people, but I'm like, my friends have my number. Like you didn't call me. Like, that's what we do. I'm like, like Connor doesn't need to look at me fucking doing jumping jacks on Instagram or me on vacation. Like he can just call and we can text pictures and whatever. So that's all I use it for. And that's all I've ever used it for. And I don't think it's a problem. Like, it's like people know that though. And again, I'm not just like selling you shit. I'm giving you, in my opinion, so much free dope stuff, probably better than the coach that you pay money to. Like, and I'm giving it all day. Like, dude, you know how much free shit we've created here? Like literally like the best emails, the PDFs, you name it. I'm like, we just give it away. We give away 90%. We charge for such little stuff. It's like, I don't feel guilty about it. Neither should you. And people know that, though. They don't feel bad about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I just, it just, it's a curious thing to me. I actually I just, I just realized that talking as we're going through this conversation. Like, I think how many videos you've made on YouTube, dude? Free. A thousand? Which, which channel? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I'm saying, yeah. though, like, you've, you give and you give and you give. And mm. we, we, it's not even like we're selling. You're just asking or you're offering. Hey, here's this thing I do. If you want a deeper look at this. This is what you get. That's it. And for for my for me personally, like content is content. Like whatever people create, I'm like, and this is me because I'm a psycho. No one's talking to you more than I am. Nobody. I return every fucking message to everybody on every platform all the fucking time. I don't miss. Like so, if you're in the app group and you send a DM in there, it got answered. Like you can't find a person who it didn't. Like so. Yeah, um, I'm gonna offer you this, and if you think it sucks, that's cool. But I'm like, just know, no one else is doing. I don't what know I'm doing. how he does it. Still. I don't know. Like I they don't. won't. That's way this this current scale. That's, that's because uh, then we have like the private group on Facebook. You know, see that members can be in hundreds Damn. of people. So like that's where I will help too. Like comment and like and try to answer questions. But I'm like, they all want to obviously hear from you. But you need a teammate though. Yeah. Like I'll tell anybody, like you need a partner who's like cool with it but also helps you do that's it. that's where it's hard to like just get off social media because like they mm-hmm. expect that they pay for that you know when you're constantly but when you're done you're done yeah and then again when we are old and we suck and they're like you guys are losers now and like we're on to the next thing or either ai bots or whatever the fuck you're watching yeah. i'm like it's fine yeah i'm like but i'll be cool with it because i'm like i that was my career i wouldn't feel like well i could have done more i could have gave more like no i gave you guys the best stuff I could for as long as I could until I was just like, fuck it. Cause I don't want to get to the point where I'm like, well, I'm only doing it like for money and I'm getting nothing else out of it. Like that would be where I'm like, well, maybe I'll call it a day. You know, <laughs> I should have called it five years ago. <laughs> no, but like you still like, you don't make like some of the stuff like, yeah, it's long tail money, but I'm like, you're not going to make a, a 66, was a 66 pushups, whatever the fuck it was. Oh, that video, yeah. Like, bro, you know how much work? Like, you don't just do that for money. Like, there's something wrong with you. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, legitly. Like, there's something wrong with your brain. Oh, I, like, I would agree. I like, would the, agree. your 40 exercises for a 40-year-old, whatever that one was. There's something wrong. Like, the amount of work that goes into that single video. Insane. Like, so there's some <laughs> part of you where it's like, you know what? I still, I know it's going to help people. 
whether it pays me today or it pays me in 14 years, eventually it's going to like the things will trip and mm-hmm. you'll just get mailbox money and that'll be cool. But it's like, it'll just take years to, for it to pay off or maybe it never will, but it really does. Yeah. I mean, it'll, I think the biggest thing is it'll all run its course, mm-hmm. but forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like some guy will look at that in 14 years and be like, Oh fuck, this is what I'm 40. Fuck. I should do this. But my point is, is that you could just do that video and if it was half as good, it would still be really good. I won't be doing it for my 41st. <laughs> no. <laughs> 41 and 40. No, that's, that's it at those days. Maybe, maybe 50 for 50. We'll see. But that's a level of dedication to something for such an extended period of time where a normal person wouldn't do that if you just like, like it. You know what I mean? Like, and you'll be cynical about it. I'm like, oh, you know, but I'm like, you like love it at some level to be like, I'm going to make this the best fucking thing it can be, even though it's free. Interesting. I don't know. I yeah, don't know. no, you, you're... But when you watch it, though, like, it, for anybody who's out there, it's a 40 for 40 BG Gadur on YouTube, and there's, like, a 66 uh, push-up variations, and it has, like, levels of, like, fucking peppers and shit or something on there. <laughs> like, it's really... It's, it's based on spicy it's hot chicken. chicken. It's, like, dude, I, and I'm not trying to be a dick, like, you're paying a coach online right now that is charging you money for shit that is not as good as that free video. The, the production quality, all the stuff, the breakdown, voiceovers, the, the whole shit, like... For free. That's fuck, dude. I don't do that shit. Do you do you um, load all the YouTube or do you do it? He does. That's yeah, his do. Fortunately. tech thing. The editing the, on those was done by, we do have an editor. Okay. I was that, wondering. Right? Yeah, the, those that, well, were. That, yeah, that those video, are professionally edited. That video was so intensive, it, it caused a breakdown of that current videographer <laughs> relationship. <laughs> because he couldn't handle going through six edits on it. Um, yeah, no, you but burn the, through people, but I've heard you burn through people too. Like there's a, people can't, it wasn't, it wasn't good enough until it was done. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, yeah. so, but that's the, that's the whole thing, isn't it? Like to just do it yourself. Well, uh, that's always, your problem. Yeah, no, that's the thing. It's like, but it is right, tough. Right. It is tough. Like, because no one's going to do the thing the, uh, besides the maybe a skill that mm-hmm. they have, but you're always going to be the best at doing the thing that you want to do right, for yourself. Right. There's no and one else is incentivized. That. And it's so hard to, to, you know, that's what's tough about scaling. It's training people. It's getting people to care. Cause there's a lot of apathy in general, but also no one's going to care as much about as your you thing do. as much as yeah. you do. And then you're just like, you know what? I'll just fucking do it myself. Mm-hmm. Story of my life. That's what I feel like. It's just yeah. like, <laughs> I'll learn it myself. Um, and we've been lucky. Like we keep, we've had good people for like Monica's been here for a long time. Oh like, my gosh, she is just like yeah. An you angel. find those gems that, yeah. that care as much as they can care without it being their name. Mm-hmm. Or like mm-hmm. Matt, Matt Sizemore is fucking great yeah. with the what Amazing. like he just. And but I've had him for like seven very, fucking years. Very blessed with that. Whatever he charges me, I don't give a shit. I'm like, it, he's worth whatever it costs. But there's very few people like that. And Brian, as like a new coach that we have, oh. like cares. You can t- he cares about fitness and a passion and he cares about doing well here and learning and and also just um just really getting to know people here and providing such great service and he's super educated so it's like we've really lucked out and you can give away a certain amount but then there's just things where it's like well i have to do this Mm -hmm. like no one else is going to do it this way and it's not going to be right and i really but again that's because you care at this level that makes no logical sense you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. And that's why I frame it to you because you're always like, well, I'm just going to do it for money. I'm like, well, yeah, you do, but there's also this thing inside of you that makes you go overboard on these things. Yeah, you do like to put out good quality it's to like, your dismay. It's, it's, I, way, I know. it's way too what much. A, what a sin. When I grew but, up, that was what we were taught to do. 
Yeah, you stick your foot stick in something foot in all the way to the knee. But sometimes it doesn't. I, I get it, too, because I'm the same way. Like, I'll drive myself crazy editing something for the perfect sound or whatever. And, like, I've been in front of the computer for hours. I'm just, like, I can't. I got to share this story. Not what? to interrupt. But this is how I knew she was. Because you had gone through some different things. And we always, like, we always wanted, is Naomi going to find what she wants to do? And she had this amazing, successful book. The next book you wrote, you launched it. Well, this okay, yeah. Tell, okay, tell this because this, so when, here's when I when heard I this, I, I like I almost threw up when I, I took a long hiatus. I, I was selling. I did. It was I did pretty good. Like some of my books are internationally published. They're in different languages, but like I said, very genre specific. And then I said, okay, I'm gonna write. I had a hard time writing novels is tough, right? Because I'm writing like a hundred thousand words, and these are complicated plots. And when you're doing other stuff, at least for me personally, I if I'm not constantly writing in that book, I will lose my place in a book. So I'll have to like kind of reread what I wrote and replot it. And it's very, so I was like, I'm going to start writing short stories, but I want to write short stories in a newer genre, a genre that I'm passionate about, always have been passionate about. So I put together uh, short stories and most of them actually ended up being the podcast, but they, I put them out. I had been on a hiatus, so I didn't, I wasn't like popping with my readers as much. Cause again, this is the downside of not constantly being on social media and I dropped the book and it was just kind of like I was writing short stories here and there. It took me a while. And then I was like, okay, I'm just going to slap this together and put it out. And I think I sold 29 books. 36. I'll never forget the number. Oh, and he, but you know what? We're just different like that. Like, yeah, it was a fucking kick to my stomach and the realization that like, okay, I'm starting from scratch because mm-hmm. these people, it's almost like, I don't know, like if you try to start an ice cream shop, it's just like, it doesn't like translate. Like your fitness people might necessarily go to that. It like hit me and then I was like, I swallowed it and I was like, okay, I'm good. I told BJ and I thought he was going to cry. Like his, I never seen his face. Bro, I was gutted. He was so, he was like disturbed. He was like disturbed. Like it like hit you for like a week. Like you could not, and you know, we're just different. Like it's, it's funny in our relationship. BJ is a more emotional person. He wears his heart on his sleeve. It's like. You know, the end of the Grinch when his heart, it's hard and it's hard for him to manage that. Like it's, it, I'm sure you've, I, you know, it's funny. I haven't heard that famous podcast. I've not listened to it because I live with him. Yeah. I know what happened. And it was like his, you know, it was his venting thing. And so he's, but I I have an idea of what it was because I live with him. But the the whole point, you then if you've listened to that, you know, the kind of person he is. He's very just, he's intense and there's a lot of emotion with that. And I'm more of a stoic person. So, like I said, I just swallowed that motherfucker like like a flame, you know? And it was like, poof, like a little puff of smoke came out. And then I was like, all right, I got to move forward. And then what I ended up doing was, okay, I, I'm going to fucking write these stories. They're fucking good. I'm a fucking really talented writer. I know this. It's not cockiness. It's just what it is. But I got to find another avenue because it's not working here. And then that's when the light bulb came off and I did the podcast and it's much better received there. Now I'm getting thousands and thousands of listens and it's doing its thing there. So I don't know why you wanted to bring up this story, most but people, most people would have quit. They would yes. have, they would have, that would have been it. And people need to hear that, like, because they need to hear the process and the failures and the journey to get to where you are today, especially the younger generation. Cause I feel like they just think everything will be, they'll oh, try yeah. something and it will work out and then they'll just keep building on it. And, or they can, you know, yeah. take some time off and it's just like the consistency and figuring out 
I just, I've seen it through the whole journey of what you've been able to accomplish. And yeah, it's just like, and it's, the tr- it's, yeah. I'm so happy for you. That, oh, thank like, you. Because it's like, I thought 36 was dope. I'm like, oh, sweet. So oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I guess when you're used to selling, you know, like dropping something that sells 800. But yeah, it, it was, it was like. The, the previous uh, ones sold thousands. So you're like, mm-hmm. oh, so I'm going to at least like be in the ballpark. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, it yeah, was yeah. like, no, no one gave a shit. You want to talk about <laughs> no one giving a shit? No one gave a shit. I had like my, the most diehard people and maybe some friends, you yeah, know, that were yeah. like, let me do it. But you know, it's funny because you, you, what you mentioned about, like, I, I used to be more like that where. This is, again, there's no way to say this without sounding cocky, but it's actually a huge fault, which is I grew up with things like I would do things and they would come easy to me. Mm -hmm. Like I was always like a naturally good student. I could just kind of like I would sometimes work hard in subjects that I really were passionate about. But if I hated the subject, I would just kind of do stuff at the last minute and I'd still get great grades. Right. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) what happens with that, though, is you don't have to try so hard and you don't get that like callous of like failure. And so when you fail, it like kills you because you're like, oh, I just suck. Yeah. Because everything came so easy, like, you know, and then you go out into the world and like the world doesn't care about your grades or how good of a student you are. And failure was really hard for me to digest because it was just like, oh, if I failed at this, then it wasn't meant for me. Mm -hmm. I suck. It's like a part of my whole identity. It's just being a quick study. So... But I just remember them like having all these flashbacks now that one of the big things uh, I'm trying to remember when this all happened, but there was like, did I launch a podcast? I'm terrible with time, but (laughs) did I launch a podcast during the pandemic? I did. Yeah. I remember sitting in the freaking room. Yeah. Okay. So we were, obviously you all know we were going through some shit. Like during the pandemic, my father died very early on before we even understood what COVID was from COVID. We lost our dog. We I'm lost so another dog. Thank, I, I, thank you. I thank I, you. I'm, I'm really bad at handling. I remember once I told our neighbors, remember when I said we were having a conversation, it was during COVID and I was like, oh yeah, my dad just died. And they were like, oh, like I, I was like, it was just a weird interaction only because like, I hate when I tell people that, you know, it's, it's tough yeah. for people to absorb, but I'm also really awkward about that stuff. But anyways, um, we were going through some shit. Okay. Everyone was, but there was a lot of like, Uh, yeah, heavy, like uh, existential shit going Mm -hmm. on. My father was a difficult person. We had a difficult relationship. Um, and you know, when you lose someone that you have a very contentious relationship with, it changes the way you look at a lot of things. And one of the things with him is he was always his own worst enemy. Like my father was like an extremely brilliant, uh, person who could pick up anything, you know, like he could fix cars and then he could do photography and then he could build a bike from scratch and he could... But he was always his own worst enemy because he um, a, could never focus on enemy one thing. But he had drug problems. He had drinking problems. He had uh, very severe emotional problems. And so part of the thing that I had struggled with was when he was dying was being grateful for all the things I got from him because he was always very focused on um, – he was kind of hard on me, but he was also like a hard ass about school and learning and stuff like that. But he was also like a big source of trauma for me. You know, Mm -hmm. living with an angry alcoholic person who screams at you, who whatever, you kind of live in fear. And you're you're thinking like, oh, my God, am I going to repeat some of these things? Am I just going to be the unmet potential of who I am or what my talents are? So that's when we decide. So we were having this, I don't know, this like come to Jesus where what are we both fucking doing? And that was when I decided that I was going to do. So it was a huge failure, but it wasn't just like. I did swallow it and I did the thing that 
I often do, which is like, okay, this like was painful. So I don't like pain. I'm just going to turn it Mm -hmm. off. I'm going to like not actually work through it. I'm just going to like turn off the pain meter and put it to the side. And you being so hurt about it actually kind of made me realize, okay, like I can feel shitty about this. (laughs) Like I can can allow myself to feel shitty about this, but also like now what are you going to do? Are you just going to be a baby back bitch, as I said before, and just like mope about it? Or do you know your strength? Like, do you know yourself? And like, do you believe in what you're doing? And if you do, then you kind of kind of like force it out into the world. Especially now when there's so much shit out there. I'm just going to have to fucking push it out there. I'm going to shove it down people's throats. And I'm going to find the best way to do it. And then, so yeah, so like that was something that I had to build over time. I wasn't always the kind of person who would just like have a a horrible and mitigated disaster failure and then decide to still find a way to like pivot or move through it. Yeah. There's a couple caveats to that one talent. That's when talent can fuck you because talent, like she's talking about, you see this with athletes, the man, the woman in high school, right? They get to college and it's like, Oh, all these people were that you get Mm -hmm. to the, you get to the Mm -hmm. next level. It's like, okay, now that they all were that and they have, a work ethic you've never even seen before. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that's, that can take decades to develop. Um, the other thing that's actually, there's a funny story. We always try to find humor in the dark. I, I, I have, this is like literally like a week after the COVID broke out. I'm doing, I had this behind the scenes because I still wanted to keep getting my fades. I was going to get my hair cut still. I probably shouldn't have been doing it, but I was wearing the, the mask. I swung by and got groceries. I come home, you know, this is, it's one of my lasting memories of the pandemic. Mask, groceries, I open the door and she's in tears. Her father just died. And I know I, I, I'm getting this news and I also know I have to disinfect all the groceries. Well, yeah, we had just watched this big, there was that famous video that's like, if you're buying groceries, you have to, because we didn't, barely even knew the name. Like, we didn't even understand. Yeah, I mean, I'm we, talking about this was the first week yeah, of April. Yeah, and yeah, early They on. had just shut down the NBA in March, like yeah, yeah. we did not understand anything, so everything was like you gotta like soak your groceries right, and right. bleach, and yeah, it was that kind the of. The next day, I have to go live for a one-hour foul on workout in my living room, but so and I was just I felt like just what's happening. I kind of disattached detached my body for a second. I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna jump in the pool fully clothed, and I just jumped in the pool <laughs> to, to just disinfect the chlorine, yourself the chlorine, with just the chlorine my whole body, and I was like, that's. <laughs> That to me, and she's calling, she's talking to family, and then her her husband is out there just jumping just, you in the like, pool. You walked into the pool. I feel like it was more like a I walk did, yeah. into the pool. I did, yeah. I was just pool. like, you know what? Honestly, it, w- it would have been a good movie scene because of the way it played <laughs> it out. Yeah. Because it was unexpected because, again, no one understood the disease, so he actually didn't have um, lung symptoms. So mm-hmm. we just thought he had a stomach virus, and he went to the hospital for it, and this is in New York City. So if everyone remembers early on, we're talking about these hospitals were getting slammed. Like my mom dropped him off thinking I'll see you in a few days. And there were trucks of bodies later that week outside these hospitals. Like that's what it was. So I thought, okay, he's not doing well, but he was one of those people that he was also like, the thing that I got from him was my athleticism and my, you know, connection with physical culture. Cause my mom's kind of like more of like a dainty lady type i was more of a tomboy <laughs> so my dad would take me out we'd toss footballs we'd you know just you like wild, the wild yeah i was always tomboy. a tomboy yeah. and also just the wild things of childhood that you don't realize are not normal like so 
we would get on our bikes in the summer and we'd just spend the whole day out. But he was, an, like I said, he was an alcoholic. So he'd get drunk. So I'd be with my drunk biking dad and he would like fall over. Like we were like, I know this is like dark humor, but I do have this image of like the Bronx is really hilly and that's where I grew up and him going down a hill and him like falling into a bush. Right. Like that's the kind of shit we would do together. So it's just like, you just like imagine the processing of, you know what I mean? Like you got yeah. like the someone he would spend quality time with me, but you're dealing also with that side yeah. of it. But, um, because of that, I always felt he was invincible because he had all these problems, but he was like a real physical guy. He used to play handball and he, you know, like I said, he would like, he would go bike to the beach like 20 miles away and go fishing. Like he was a very, and he, it seemed like he was immune to all the abuse that he had done to his body mm -hmm. for so long. So I'm like, oh, this is just another thing he's going to get up from because he's asthmatic, which was not also not great, but we're like, oh, he must have a stomach virus. He, he had like a fever and he was lethargic and he had stomach virus, but he wasn't coughing. There was no phlegm. And, you know, now we know that you can actually have COVID and not have mm -hmm. the symptoms. Like you'd have, a, he had a pneumonia, but he didn't have any pneumonia symptoms. So that's why it was such a shock. Like we, we were like, okay, wow. he's sick. He's very sick, but he's in good hands. He's in a hospital and he's not going to die. He just has a bad stomach virus. It's and crazy. then, yeah, I know. And then, um, that the night before my mom had spoken to him and they were going to do something in the morning with him. And then she got the call that morning that he was gone, that he just went to cardiac arrest. So it was like that big of a shock. So when BJ walked in, we weren't like on pins and needles necessarily. We were just kind of like on a, a wait and see pattern. I had just gotten a fade. <laughs> a fresh fade. <laughs> a fresh and fade. Then, and yeah. And then I told you that. And again, like, even though obviously I was crying, I was emotional, like, BJ's a very like he is a person you want there for you because he's very emotional and open and stuff like that. Um, but his reaction, it was like peak BJ, like you walking into the pool, like you're just like shocked and you walked into the pool. It was it felt like it was I, out I of a stayed, movie. I stayed down in the bottom for a while because, so. <laughs> you know, the people say this. Uh, I you got to watch this documentary on Netflix. It's called It's One Deep Breath. Oh, I just heard yes. about it. Oh, oh my God, it's so good. Yeah, yeah. The, the free diving. Because, you know, you're talking about people that are going down. They're not only dealing with the ability to, to hold their breath for three plus minutes, but they're dealing with the increasing pressure, pressure. of the water mm -hmm. as they go deep. And just, it's, it's like, the, they call it the anti-adrenaline sport. Because to do it, you have to literally be completely calm, relaxed, and meditative, and, and find a way to get your heart rate down as low as possible. And um, they just talk about when they get down there, and, and, and what's so crazy too is it's typically before they would pass out, they're at the mo they find a moment of most peace. Just get there, there you hear you hear nothing, and at the bottom, even at the bottom of a you know a pool six or seven feet deep. I'm not I'm not advocating like people jump in the pool right now, yeah. and get down there. But it, it was uh, th that was one of those moments too, just the, of the pandemic in general, man. And uh, and this was happening, this was happening for everyone. And, and in different ways. Right, but like, right. And it, it's still only been, I mean, it's going to be 2024 coming up, but. Oh, yeah. I feel like I'm a permanently changed human being mm -hmm. by that period. And I guess, I'm you know, sure. every generation probably has something like that. Yeah. We happen to have a pandemic. So it was like a very different situation. But um, like, it's even hard because like, right before we were having the time, I mean, the week before this was at, BJ thinks I might've had it. I'm not sure. He, he was hundred percent sure in his mind, but we had just gone to a Lakers game five days before the NBA shut down. So we were in a stadium with many people shaking hands. We met some people were hugging. And I remember putting on the news and Rudy Gobert had like coughed on people 
which started a chain of events <laughs> and I'm watching and now they're finally starting to come, oh, this COVID-19 virus. And they're like, well, symptoms are X, Y, Z incubation periods, like five days. And as they're saying that I like swallowed and suddenly my throat was like, you know, when you're about to get a sore throat, you get that like itch. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, this can't be happening like this. I'm not getting sick. And they said five day incubation period. I was there five days ago at this place with like 20,000 plus people. I don't know, however, the state, was it the Staples Center? Ha- half of the state of California got it from <laughs> and the Lakers game. Staples and, Center, yeah. Yeah, I got, I woke up the next morning. Has any, have you seen Contagion? No. Yeah, I've seen it. Okay, so there's this scene where Kate Winslet wakes up. Unfortunately for, oh, I don't wanna, I'm not going to give away what happens to her, but she works in the CDC and she wakes up one morning and she has a fever. And she like runs to the bathroom and grabs her thermometer. And that was literally me the next day. I woke up and I had a fever and I was like, oh my God. Cause again, we don't know what this disease is. And I'm like, oh my God. And I take my temperature and I have a mild fever and I'm like, oh my God. And I was sick for two weeks and it was the worst cough in my life. I actually ended up sleeping in a different room for you. Cause I was coughing and coughing. And I woke up a few times where I guess, again, I didn't know any of this shit, but like when you lay on your back, like all the phlegm goes to your back. So there's a couple nights where I just woke up like, <gasps> like that because I guess all the phlegm settled she in my was, lungs. She wasn't sure if she had COVID. By the way. <laughs> I'm like, maybe it's Bronca chest cold. 100%. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I mean, this is like... Allergies. Yeah. You're about as close to patient zero as it could be. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so that happened at that time. So it was, we got thro- thrown into the fire early. Yeah, you did. I'm but so we were having the time of our lives. I yeah, like, appreciate it. But yeah, like it was, and, and, and so it's hard to, we were having time of our lives. We were going to like concerts and like go doing all this crazy shit. And then that happened. And then all this stuff happens like on the other end of it. I'm not the person I was that went to the Lakers game. I mean, in in a way, honestly too, though, there's stuff that used to, I, I'm more of a, like, uh, I can get really anxious about things. Like if there's a problem, I want it solved right away and I can focus on nothing else. And, and now like things that would send me into a spiral, mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'll take care of it. Yeah. Because like you just get, when you go through so much shit, there's just a point where like you can't get through it unless you learn how to just mm-hmm. kind of be, you know, stoic about it. And it puts, put, put things in it, perspective. Ba- yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. Like, like but did you die? <laughs> but yeah. did you die? <laughs> you know? Yeah. So yeah. I know. It's crazy that it's going to be like 2024. <laughs> <laughs> there's like people just like, oh, no. I guess this wasn't the comedy, the comedy special we no, were hoping I'll, for. No, I'll, I'll end it. Um, okay. I'll end it on a high note. I'll ask, I'll ask two. I'll ask I you. I just really have to go to the bathroom. No, yeah. yeah. I'll make it quick. Because um, you sent me some notes here. And the one says, fart night oh, Friday. Yeah. I saw that. Oh, this is like the most important thing we have to discuss because you mentioned how we don't fart in front of each other. Well, you and told I, me that one and I didn't yeah, believe yeah. it. And I'm like, no, that's and sh- a lie. No, but okay. Sounds so like here's, a lie. We... It's, it's like a fake social media thing you no. guys do. No, no, no. It's this. No, we're our, there. I do have a thing about. Heather farted a lot last night in front of me. <laughs> well, see, this is the thing. <laughs> I knew you'd say something like I that. I have personally, and this can also go back. Like, I grew up around some really gross dudes. Like, my dad would, like, lift his leg up and fart. That's not like, gross. Juicy. That's normal. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's standard. I get so enraged. And there's something about, like, I'm actually not squeamish when it comes to, like, blood or gore, but, like, the, the concept of farts because you're inhaling it it's like you're you're going inside of my body you're nasty it's fart. a violation <laughs> so i feel like i'm being invaded and it really so we just have always had this thing where we're not gonna purposely mm-hmm. voluntarily fart in front of each other i don't know we must have great sphincter control um but that doesn't mean 
Well, there's here's one thing. His bathroom is in the middle of the hallway. And there's going to be times where, let's just say, I hear the action happening in the bathroom. Right? Especially, like, especially Saturday morning. What are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. So, fart night Friday is because that's usually when he's going to allow more treats, you yeah. know? And as you know, He'll you have some more, more starches. Yes. And then... <laughs> Sometimes it's usually not always bad, but there was a couple, there was a few weeks ago where like I woke up in the middle of the night. The smell <laughs> woke me up. It wasn't the sound. I was like, oh my God. I thought it was our dog. And I'm like, no, this is not the brand of a so dog. So we need stipulations, right? So just straight heat. So the, yeah. the, the only the only time it's happened. So there was the whoopee cushion incident of 2008 where we were we were wrestling uh, on our staircase in Milwaukee. Uh, this was a mutual wrestling match, yeah. by the way. <laughs> they just ambush me like, when I get this home. This is not a domestic abuse. Um, and I took both hands. Yeah, I don't know what you were thinking. Oh, first of all, as wrestling matches often happen with her and I, um, my sheer size and determination <laughs> quickly results in, in a... But I know, am scrappy and flexible. She, she, that's one thing. Her dad really roughed her up in a good way. Like, they, they <laughs> yeah, would, no, you know, yeah. I was always, like I said, was a tomboy. Yeah, yeah. He used to do golden gloves, so like he told me how to fight. Yeah, no, she, she, can, she can... I mean, I'm... Between her and the, the crazy dog we have in the house, I'm, I'm actually not worried about a home invasion. <laughs> but um, I took both hands and You basically into did a chest stomach. compression directly into my stomach. And she, she, she did fart on me. Like, it was actually, I <laughs> but felt, it was I like a whoopee wind, cushion. The wind hit my shoulder. <laughs> that's amazing. It. it wasn't even, that's the thing that was pure air. There wasn't even a scent. It was straight human <laughs> whoopee cushion. No, there was, yeah, there was no scent. But it, I, it was, I remember the look you gave me and that I gave you. It was pure shock. We both I, went, <gasps> I just saw pure white in her eyes. <laughs> Were you just so embarrassed? The shock. Well, yeah, but because so, it just it was such a comical. Like normally, people don't fart like that. It, it, it was just it a like fake sounded ass, so fake. It yeah. sounded yeah, yeah. like a straight up whoopee cushion. Yeah. But that was the first I time. I loved a whoopee cushion. I <laughs> love we in our family would always prank people with it or a fart machine. Oh, yes, so the fart machine. You, you, oh, those are good. You got to keep it light. But So Fart Night Friday is just a grace period. Like, it's, but, it's but understanding that at night while you're sleeping, mm -hmm. the same yeah. level of control that I would normally have. Is gone. It's, it's gone. Just, but it usually stays under the sheets. It was just that one was particularly. I had to talk to you about it the next day. I had to let you know while you were sleeping what happened because it was so revolting. I always know. Trust me. <laughs> the worst part is sometimes I, like, I love to pee in the backyard. Not, not only because it's peaceful. Ground, <laughs> grounding. Yeah, the yeah. grounding mm -hmm. of it, but then and a dog she accompanies you and she pees next yes, to you. Yes, it's part yeah. of how I train her to pee outside. That's she just amazing. follows me. Yeah, but um, it's also an ability just to go outside and um, just Man, in case, I, just yeah. in case something else comes out, I have some peace. But she tends to like to follow me out there. Yeah, so it is. Yeah, I mean, I'll be like you talking to you while you're peeing. You're like, can I get some space? Yeah, and I, I keep walking <laughs> further away toward the trees. But uh, let's let you guys. Take a urination. Thank you for having us on. Thanks for coming on. It was so entertaining and what's fun. For what's for dinner? That's the question. We're going to go to a uh, culinary dropout over here. Oh, shh. Yeah. I like the sound of that. Oh, I'll, ride with, I'll ride with you. Okay. My truck won't fit. Okay. My parking garage. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, what are these <laughs> guys? <laughs> the fuck, what the fuck am I even doing anymore? Um, <laughs> What um? Where do these guys find you at? Podcast names, full titles. Give me all the stuff. You go first, BJ. We'll go in seating order. The BJ Gador Podcast, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen. And mine is the Twisted Mirror Podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. TwistedMirrorPodcast.com. and uh, yeah, and on, on socials too, TikTok, 
Again, no. though, though I'm like TikTok I, shit. Okay. Yeah, but like it's like that. I'm warning you. I'm not good at it. So it, you're probably just better off just going right to the website or the podcast. That's are where you, the good stuff. is. That's where still, the meat are you, is. Are you still stuck at 9.99? Oh my god. Yeah, I took. I'm on a hiatus. So on TikTok, <laughs> you need to hit a thousand to put your link in bio. Really? And yeah, and so I got to 9.99, and then. They suddenly, I've never lost followers. Suddenly the followers started That's going so down. That's so dumb. I, ca- I can't with all these stupid rules. I know. And so then, <laughs> again, I'm not particular. This is just like complete, like I'm just doing it for the obligation. Like I put up, but also TikTok's good for this. I put up like quotes. You're not going to mm-hmm. see me like, hey, I'm the only I'll put up just clips so people who are interested in that can find it. Oh, but the real, right yeah, the real meat and potatoes is just going straight to the went, went from 990 to 991. That's the worst. You can, I don't have, but TikTok. I'm hoping that like the algorithm will sense that, that I'm back. That, no, it, it's, it's, the it's worst. crazy. Yeah. It's the worst. I don't yet. have a personal Too one. Much. Yeah, no, I, I literally hop in there, drop the thing and I'm right out for that one for that account. So yeah, um, that's, that's it. <laughs> I'll put uh, all the links in the show notes. You guys will have them. Again, reminder, if you guys want a free sample of AG1, hit me up. We'll send it right to your front door. Action Hero Jack 2.0 is coming September 11th. Link is in the show notes there. Hopefully you guys got something out of this. Otherwise, just four people who work for themselves talking shit for three hours. <laughs> Having so. a life coaching session. Yeah. Yes. Hopefully you yeah, guys exactly. Uh, enjoy. Venting. Yeah, give these guys a follow. Check out their podcast. You guys, it's worth it. I appreciate you guys, um, you guys. as always. Um, and until next time, everybody, eat well, train hard, be nice to people. And please, you guys, keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life mm-hmm. is too short not to. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.